Warning, the following program contains some language which may be offensive to some listeners and or inappropriate for children. The content within this program is intended for mature audience only. Listener discretion is advised. Fourth kind. One of a kind though. Episode four. And once again, with my guest, Danny B. El Coño. El Brother Man. Chat with Chim Part 2. How we do. All things LA. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, so we're back with uh, Chente for part two. Chen, how's it going? It's going well, guys. Uh, good to hear you guys again. I'm happy to hear that Ariel's on, on the line as well. So, so that's really cool, man. What's up, Ariel? Nothing much, man. Just uh, living up in the East Bay now. Oh, shoot. That's cool, man. East Bay, yeah. huh? Good old San Leandro. Oh, damn. You know, it's interesting because I got family out there now. Oh, yeah? I got actually family that, that lived in East San Jose, and then they, they, they recently, like, about like me, like four or five years ago, moved out there, man, to San Leandro. Yeah, I mean, because, like, it's one of the last few places you could relatively, that's relatively cheap. Although, like... Uh, rent prices, though, man, is is comparable to um, Oakland. So it's wow, it's that's a new mascaro. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Chente, you're doing good, man. Hey, Chente. Uh, so, so the so the last time we talked, uh, it was it was before the result, the the for the elections. Uh, how do you how how did you uh, react to 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 what happened? Or did, uh, or did you see that coming? Uh, no, actually, no. It was it was really interesting because uh, towards the end of towards the end of Tuesday, like Tuesday night, um, it didn't. If some reason it just looked, it, it looked like uh, I guess Donald Trump was gonna win again because that they they hadn't started like um, I guess counting all the mail-in ballots in certain in certain states. And so, um, once uh, towards the end, when I started hearing hearing that that certain states still need to count off the ballots, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is interesting. I wonder how that's going to change, right? How's, how it's going to change uh, whether or not he actually wins those like electoral votes or like those states." Mm-hmm. And once those started coming in, I was uh, things started to change, and I'm like, "Hold on." And he started hearing more and more information about like, well, there's still like a million votes. Uh, need to be counted at, at this state or you, you still have these many votes uh, needed to be counted at this state i'm like whoa it kind of it was a nice little twist at the uh to end the night right and so next day in the morning the first thing i do is wake up and start seeing like uh if the results had changed and and little by little they started changing and so that kind of gave me hope but 
you know, talking to some of my family, they, they were like, ah, oh, Trump won again, forget it. <laughs> it was a bit, and like, people were a bit bummed out on Tuesday night, but uh, things started to change, and you know, and people started to get excited again, and people started like following, uh, following the tally and following the votes and following the changes that were being made. Like slowly, like at a snail's pace, right? But it it, um, it became like a, a freaking marathon, bro. Instead of a sprint, you know, like in comparison to like Tuesday night and these last couple of days, it felt like you were watching like an Ironman marathon or like an Iron Woman marathon, bro. We're like, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with those like competitions, but you know, you, you they start off with like swimming and then doing a weird bike a bike competition and then like at the end a marathon run and so that's what it felt like man and then so so to answer your question yes yesterday i popped the champagne bro i was drinking champagne yesterday with my girl um not because we drink champagne and that's that's funny you popped the the champagne (laughs) that's what we did bro that's cool That's cool. Hey, uh, I I went to I went to go ha- get a get a haircut and I um I'm gonna try to get canceled here, guys. But here we go. My barber is uh, Vietnamese, and I noticed that the Vietnamese like really like Trump, and uh, nice. and, and he was cutting my hair, but he was upset that Trump lost. So he was just talking about the 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 nation is going to shit, blah blah blah, and he's putting on the alcohol on me and he's slapping me, you know, it's like, dude, like, it's not my fault, you know, like, what the heck, man, like, he was upset, you know, he was, like, legit they're, upset. They're exactly, um, there's, like, there's similar parallels to the Chilean community, like, a lot of the, the refugees were, were former South Vietnamese uh, soldiers and veterans, so they have this very, they're very virulently anti-communist, so, so anything that's like to the left of conservatism. Is, that's a very good you know, point that you bring up, uh, I mean, Ariel or uh, brother. Before, oh yeah. Well, one of the few, one of the, um, the first, uh, one of the few things I remember from my neighborhood before I moved up over here with my girlfriend was seeing a parade of Vietnamese American, like South Vietnamese veterans um, uh, parading from, I guess from they're going from Capitol Expressway onto King. I guess they're going from one of the shopping centers to another. It was a truck train. Like all these uh, Vietnamese uh, veterans with like Trump flags, I was like, man, like flipping them off and telling fuck you guys. So like they're very, they're they're similar to to a lot of the to the Cubans in Florida, basically. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Hey, it, uh, this is Danny. By the way, I'm up in the house. Uh, what's up, guys? Danny B. Good. Uh, good evening. <laughs> it, yeah, Ariel. It's funny you say about the the Vietnamese people um, because I remember. Over here in East San Jose, you know, um, sure there's a lot of Latinx members in the community, but there's also a lot of Asian members, especially Vietnamese uh, members of the community. Um, and it was uh, interesting seeing like airplanes flying with flags saying, you know, Vietnamese for for Trump. So at first I was kind of set back. I'm like, what the hell? But then I'm like, I realized like, oh yeah, you know, their experience with communism. And, you know, with this new fear of socialism rising and, you know, and democratic socialism, you know, they're still, you know, they're anchoring their thoughts in the socialism part. Um, And I think there's like, you know, it created a lot of fear and you still see this, you know, with the ads leading up to uh, election day, how they're really pushing the socialism ideology, like, oh, to fear socialism. But it's funny because my dad brought this up. And um, he goes, you know what's funny? It's que los cubanos, 
you know, they're even divided amongst themselves. Like, yeah, they're saying like, oh, yeah, anti-Castro and everything. And they're voting, you know, for strong, you know, for, um, for democracy, if you will, or for a republic or capitalism. But they don't give a damn about los cubanos que están todavía en Cuba. You know, my dad was telling me this at first, like, man, that's crazy. But then I'm like, well, he was married to a Cuban lady for a couple of years. So he might be right. Um, but yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Just like with the parallels of that. And I'm pretty sure, like, if, if you were to talk to somebody from Venezuela, you know, I'm pretty sure they will also have, like, leaning towards a more conservative um, politic in the, in the political uh, spectrum because of their experience with socialism and, um, and that type of government. You know, oftentimes, I can't, I can't talk about the Vietnamese, but, like, a lot of, like, the Cubans and Venezuelans, like, that have, like, a strong opinion against, uh, towards uh, socialism or communism, usually are the ones that came from, like, uh, privileged backgrounds. Because, mm. like, like, a lot of the... So I wanted okay. to add, too. Uh, Ariel, Ariel, you're the one who's speaking, right? Um, yes. May, maybe I ask you this, because... I think this is part of my 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 I guess my confusion when when we throw around these terms like socialism and communism. I'm under the impression that they're they're different from one another, right? Like mm-hmm. communism is a form of governing, and socialism is a a way of like distributing wealth, right? And so they're they are different, but to the detractors and like uh, more like the conservatives, they tend to just like lump everything into one. Which is confusing. I think from my yeah. perspective, it's really confusing. Yeah. So, like, communism is tends to be a bit more hardcore than socialism. Socialism is, uh, 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 or lack of a better term, is a bit more benign. Because, you know, we, we have a lot of socialist programs here in this country, bro. And, oh, but yeah. we, we don't call it, or, or we don't talk about it in those terms. And a lot of people fail to realize that they take a lot of, uh, that they use these programs or they take advantage of these programs or or like let me ask you guys this and maybe i'm wrong but you know i i i hold all of you guys in high regards in terms of like uh your understanding and like just a just your knowledge right it's just but, a front bro that's like, just a front <laughs> yeah no, what? well hold on, hold on so so like so like socialism um and socialist programs like i, I think there's a lot of stuff that we use on a day-to-day but that people wouldn't necessarily identify as socialism or socialist program like 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 writing public transportation i yeah. would argue that's like uh a socialist ideal right where like you could ride uh the bus or the train um at an affordable price like you know that's tended towards people working class people so that so that they could get from point a to point b and if you don't have a car well here's your next best option right mm-hmm. like like parks like going to a park like most parks don't charge you bro for entry that that comes out of a socialist program or a socialist idea as well right um like like public education i think is in a sense is a socialist uh comes from that socialist idea or socialist program yes you jump in and interrupt me if i'm wrong man no no you know like, and no. even like and even in 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 k through 12 like free lunches like how many people have not benefited from a free lunch or or seeing a nurse at school right with like the majority of us i know when i was growing up i wasn't covered i didn't have any health care coverage bro like my health my health care coverage was like the nurse at school used to give me an advil for everything or just like a like a, a balloon, like that's a 
he had like a frozen sponge and shit and like put that on your head like a frozen sponge to take care of my headache right like that <laughs> but like those a lot of people you know what i'm saying like like have benefited from these programs and and are not even aware that it, that it's socialist and uh, think about community college bro like how many people don't take care take advantage of community college and financial aid and so i don't i don't understand why people are so against it you know? hey, and, and just to piggyback on that thought also i mean the most basic things that we need in order to function as a society all becomes through our taxes are collected and distributed you know our our streets you know streets are not privatized you know um the you know electrical lights on the street also but like even if you go down to it like even our um like you, you brought up the parks and i think that's an excellent point um but schooling also that's still like a um like a like the concept of public education really didn't start here in the United States until the Reconstruction era during the Freeman boroughs when they started to educate ex slave um, ex slaves and uh, and poor white uh, Southerners. This is where the whole uh, idea of public education started. And even like we're out here, you know, so, which I always found super stereotypical, and we might get canceled for this, but it's okay porque ya we got a new president up. You know, <laughs> we're we're out here. All these people at the at the rallies, they're using the United States flag with the with the blue and the blue life matters and que fuck socialism. Oh, that's very that's a fascistic flag, who, man. Who who the hell's paying the salary for these cops for these first? You know, for firefighters, for first responders, that's all you know. Part of um, of socialist <laughs> socialist programs. Uh, the healthcare system that are, hey, uh, that the politicians have—that's centralized medicine, right there. It, yeah, go for it, man. Hey, um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, is here with us, and he's a socialist, so maybe we could get a uh, a word in from an actual socialist. Uh, Go ahead. No, I I like to correct that and just you know fucking Antifa, Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of real quick, uh, a quick side note: uh, the Republicans put out this one eight hundred number for uh, to 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 uh, to call in the, for people committing voter fraud, and people have been trolling that shit They're crazy. There's this one someone put in. Yeah, this is a uh, describing this um <clears throat> this uh, uh vote manipulator as you know he's wearing a. A black and white shirt, a hat, a mask, and he had a sack full of hamburgers. I think you know the hamburger. His name's the hamburger. He's also Antifa. Mm, that's right. Fucking well, name, man. <laughs> hamburger is Antifa. Bro. I didn't see that. Hey, I have a I have a question. Uh, going back to uh, you know Chente, maybe I could uh, dig a little deeper. Uh, this this um, I- I'm sure you're familiar, like. You know, I, I don't mean to insult you, you know, with this question, but, you know, like the, the history of the United States, you know, I'm sure you're very familiar with that. Um, and uh, this is supposed to be a republic. Am I, am I right? Okay. Yeah. yeah I, um, so what's your question? Like, um, like what, is, what do you what do you uh, what, what do you think uh, about about just like the original idea of this country and now like where it's heading in your opinion um 
Well, I, I, I'm uh, again when we use these terms, I, I get a little confused because um, you know my understanding of, of a republic is a is a form of democracy, right? right? Because you, you hear young people say, "Oh, we're not a democracy; we're a republic." But I'm, but isn't a, a republic a form of democracy? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, and so and so, what do I think about the direction it's heading? I think I think. Um, there should be some changes, especially as it comes to like to the electoral vote, because there's no way there's no way below that that certain states should carry a more weight than other states, bro. Or, or I guess what what I mean is, uh, take the previous election where you had uh, Donald Trump win, but he lost the popular vote. Like, come on, like, like I think if you lose by like four million votes, bro, like you should be, you should lose also the election, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, I think that's one of the things that scares a lot of people is the fact that, um, you know, you you starting to see that the demographics of this country are changing, and a lot of people don't like that because I think that a lot of people feel uh, we're rewarding certain people, like for example, uh, immigrants, right? Like rewarding immigrants, uh, some of them. For, for coming here and, and being unauthorized entrance and yet somehow uh, find a way to like uh, establish, you know, uh, I, guess, I guess citizenship uh, or by either by marrying or by or whatever route they take to, to, you know, to gain legal residency and then from legal residency to establish, you know, citizenship. And people feel like, oh, that's rewarding, you know, people who break the law or whatever, right? But, and then also when the people who come here and who are uh, unauthorized immigrants and then they have kids and then they call their kids anchor babies and all this bullshit, right? And so... Um, <laughs> I just I, I just want to admit that I just had an anchor baby about five months ago <laughs> with an Anglo woman. <laughs> with an Anglo woman? That's the thing, man. That's the thing where, like, that, that's what makes... That's what makes this country beautiful, man. Because that, that Anglo women. We talk about freedom and liberty. Like, like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, imagine, imagine if they start trying to restrict this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or to say, to say your your baby is not an authentic American or not a true American. Like, I, how I bullshit would disagree is that, with that because right? that kid came out more white than than white. He's pasty, little white boy. And if they put us up on the wall and they put us all in a line, they would take me out and they would leave him alone. Because he's an Ubermensch. Well, see, like, how, how are you going to prevent people from doing that? You know, and this is why, and this is why, like, um, you know, the term fascism uh, has been thrown out there, especially, and then, and then tag this, uh, this administration, right? Like the Trump administration, because and some of their ideas, man, about, about, um, about like a situation like like yours, right? They 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 see it as like we gotta stop that. We gotta find a way of stopping that, man. And then, which makes no sense. How do you how how would you do that? How would you? Put, I, I did try I mean, to stop it, but it was too late. How would you monitor that, bro? You know, which I find weird. I was in too deep. Yeah. Uh- Hey, Chen, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, bring up like, um, just, you know, the, your, the way you, you view things like how you were talking about, um, 
a, like an a concept you could teach the people that don't aren't making you know good money don't have a good job at least you guys could get you know involved you know political you guys could go you know find out what's going on in your community you know finding out what's going on locally that was some of the advice that you gave out in the last uh, in the last episode i don't know if you if you remember that but uh yeah i, I asked you uh something along those lines and um uh you you know the whole election thing it just has me um just considering this this thought you know that you that you pointed out you know like i don't know enough maybe i should get involved i am in a situation which you know would limit me in like in in a sense you know but but still i could stay informed and you know just figure out how this uh this system works and how it works against us because something that really uh stuck with me what you said was uh these people are making decisions whether you you have time for them or not, you know, and so they're 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 making policy. Well, you know, I'm over here, you know, talking about I gotta pay my bills, I gotta you know go to work and all of that. So you know, all of that. Um, I listened to the to the last episode and uh, all those things like uh, they just they stuck with me, dude. I wondering if uh, we could just continue on that what you were saying. Hey man, I'm sorry if I made you feel like like you're not doing enough. I think, uh, or like you know, what I'm saying like no, not, not I. I didn't feel that way. I felt like I I, okay. it sh I, I should I should be like um, like that's that's uh, that's some good advice. Like, dude, just at least know what the heck is going on around you. Uh, like you know, I do Uber and Lyft, and Proposition Two was something that didn't get passed, and I was just like, I didn't even know enough. Is that gonna be good? Is that gonna be bad? Like. Either way, it didn't pass, but, you know, like, I never, I, I was never up to date with these things that could affect me, you know, and uh, it's maybe, it's, it's you know, it's a way of, like, you know, just staying um, in the know, you know, I think it's good to stay in the know, it's good to, you know, f see what the heck is going on, you know, with these people in these carpeted rooms making decisions for the whole world, or for the whole country, you know, like... Uh, but but yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll say you know not not to cut you off, husband. Uh, but but you know uh, just just to make you know just to be clear that I, I'm not as involved as as I, I think some people uh, wish I would be. You know, and, and I'm talking about my girl. You know, my girl feels like I should be way more involved than what I actually am. Uh, but you know, um, what what I do, what I do. Um, offer my students is like I, I i direct them towards uh websites and and organizations that can really really like uh, if they're interested uh, provide them with the tools that they need to really get involved in, in in their communities right and there's so many like nonprofit organizations that need help and volunteers and so what i do in my class depending on the topic we're discussing um you know, I, I, I pull up these nonprofit organizations and their websites and I tell them, look, this is this is a non like, you know, the NAACP or, or the Black Lives Matter movement or like um like Chila Karesen, right? And and which deal with the uh, immigration issues, right? So we pull up these websites and, and I show them, look, and this these are the services we provide. Um they offer internships, they offer volunteer work if 
if these issues, whether it be the criminal justice system or whether it be like defunding the police or whether whatever issue is important to you, these nonprofit organizations focus on these issues. You guys can get involved. There's several chapters all over the city of L.A. We have one here in Long Beach. We have one here in Santa Monica. We have one in the San Fernando Valley. Like the closest one to you, just go visit them or call them and they'll, they'll get you involved, bro. Like I tell them, just get yourself on the on the mailing list. You'll start receiving a lot of information, right? And then you decide how you want to how, how you want to involve yourself in uh, this nonprofit organization. Internship is something internships are important. Um, and so that's the way I think um, it's kind of like me passing the book, like not really like showing them how to do, how to organize and how to like, you know, I don't really help them develop those leadership skills, right? Or those organizational skills or activism skills. But I can at least tell them where they can, they can get that stuff, get that information. Because one of, one of the things that happens, I think, for, for a lot of my community college students and that they feel like, well, what can I do? I'm, you know, I'm just a, you know, I'm a 20 year old. Like, what can I do? Really, realistically, what can I do? And it's like, you can do a lot, man. And and I learned all of this, you know, uh, from from my relationship with Noe and George and our relationship to like Rick. And Rick put us in contact with a lot of people that were doing a lot of stuff in the community. And that's how I got involved, you know, and it, it is. The smallest things, bro, the smallest things uh, go a long way, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I answered your question, uh, Jesus, and I'm not really sure where to go. And in terms of, like, you know, what direction to continue heading in uh, in terms of responding to that. But yeah, um, what, I, I think just, just being aware of those organizations as well and just pointing people in that direction uh can can be extremely beneficial and helpful uh for those seeking answers right and for those seeking to like get involved and, and engage because like so there's a lot of websites uh, that can that, that you can download uh where you can download how to do like documents like how to organize your community against ice like step by step like it, it teaches individuals like step by step how to create awareness to prevent like to prevent ice, like from just like coming in and storming communities and, and locking people up, like how to protect yourself from that. Uh, there's a there's PDF files online that that nonprofit organizations provide you with, where you can create a, a sanctuary city or a sanctuary town in your community, right? In your community or in your city, in your neighborhood, and and the documents that show you step by step how to go about doing it, right? And so. I think I think that our, our our communities have become way more sophisticated in, in in finding ways of creating outreach, but also in, in organizing uh, our communities. Right? I think uh, because of the need. I think because of the need, right, to do so. Um, yeah, there's a uh, that that sentiment though is. Uh, it's not shared by everybody, you know, like uh, some people find uh, foreigners or immigrants or whatever you want to call them, like, um, you know, 
they're just a afraid of that or, like or, or a parasite or like a you or know like uh, either fear or or disgust or you know like whatever it may be how do we how do we uh, get through to those people uh, or or are they right in a way you know like you know why do like I want I wanted to ask you something Chen like uh, how come how come as 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 Mexicans and obviously maybe not you because you were born here but you know as Mexicans you know somebody that's born in Mexico how come we don't like um, go back and fix what's going on over there like why do why do we depend on a on a foreign country to like well, maybe take us in like you know what I mean instead of uh, yeah. or or or, I, I, or, or, or know, how come. I, I, or, or how come Mexico doesn't get like charged for you know crimes against humanity? You know, like how come these mm. things don't you know happen? Venezuela, how come they don't get charged for crimes against humanity? You know, yeah, like, but who's gonna press those charges though? Well, how come it doesn't get like it's not even considered like you well, know what I know. mean? Like Mexico, all, all uh, like a lot of its citizens would rather you know risk their lives to go somewhere else, and you know sometimes they even go as far. Oh, we'll give you a blanket and some waters, like. Why don't you fix your situation so we can stay and thrive in the country where we're originally from? Mm -hmm. You know, I think because like you just said, you said countries like Mexico, Venezuela, obviously like the ones in Central America also. And I feel like the people there are, are so used to corruption and are so used to like not having hope or anything for the country. They have no trust in their government. You know, that's the thing. So, um... I remember when the big earthquake that hit Mexico City about three or four years ago. I was seeing an interview with uh, Diego Luna. You guys know Diego Luna, right? The actor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, he's in Conan O'Brien, and he was talking about him and Gael being in Mexico City when the earthquake happened in the afternoon. And, of course, everybody ran out of the, uh, of the buildings. Um, rather than ducking and cover, over to Mexico, everybody runs to the street porque... You know, the structures are not as secure as here in the United States. But he was saying, like, once the earthquake ended, you saw everybody run out. And then you saw everybody run back in to help people, to save people, to protect them, you know, to get them out. And, like, people, like, donating. And Diego um, Diego said, you know, that's just the way Mexico Mexicans are. Like, no, you know, they cannot rely on the government to do things so they have to do it themselves so i think that's one thing also about those countries is the um it's like the social culture of it that they cannot trust them and so they have to do it porque you know if they don't do it nobody else will you know um i guess just to add to like danny said um and then i'd like to hear what ariel has to say in regards to this topic too but you know um it's a couple of things that I find interesting because if, um, like, like, you know, when when we, we here in the United States, right, when people from like communist countries would make their way onto U.S. soil, they were automatically granted like asylum, right? And that was because our idea about communism is that well, communism oppresses, mm -hmm. and so it makes sense that people want to leave communism, a communist country, and come to our country, and, and therefore, like, our, 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 our political stance on that was, we're going to grant you asylum, right? Because communism is horrible, right? 
But then think about all the people that flee their capitalist capitalistic countries like Mexico, like other parts of uh, Central America. Like those countries are not communist countries. Those countries are capitalist countries. And so when those people flee their country and come to the United States, we're not so quick to grant them asylum. Now, why is that? Because to grant them asylum would be an admission, right? Like if we were to treat them the way we treat the people who flee communist countries uh, and, and grant them automatic asylum, right? Uh, if we were to treat those people who flee El Salvador and and and, and Nicaragua and Honduras and, and Mexico and and give them that same treatment, then it would be an admission from our country. It would be an admission that that capitalist countries oppress as well, and that there's something wrong with capitalism as well, right? And so I think um, that's one issue I I think I, I have with it, right? And then also. Let's not be. Let's not like forget our 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 role in those Latin American countries. When those Latin American countries had tried to change their situation, yeah, uh, you know, to, uh, what has been U.S. response to that? Yeah, like you wasn't is to support improper dictatorships, right? Yeah, it's to it's to back them up with CIA intelligence, uh, with CIA money, with with firearms. And what are those those prop up dictatorships in other, in other parts of the world? The banana republic. Yeah, the banana republic. They go around, they create junta's, love that story. Murder squads, and they go around and they assassinate hundreds of thousands of people, bro. And so people have tried to change their circumstances back in their own country, only only to face, you know, the backing of a dictator, uh, the backing of like of that dictator with U.S. intelligence, firearms, and money. And so, you know, it's a, I, I can't blame people for food. Chenten, just to cover, to piggyback on that, uh, before we, you know, before we move on from the subject, I, I think it's interesting, man. I, I once had a, um, a conversation with somebody about that. Like, uh, this person was telling me, why is the United States' responsibility to help out these countries who can't get their quote-unquote shit together? And I said, you know what? Well, these countries, like, you know, I made the same argument you just made. And I said, you know, if the United States is responsible for the downfall of these countries, they have to be responsible also for recreation of that of that country. You know, like, I was bringing up, you know, the Panama Canal. But the people of the, the people identified as Panamanians, they came to the, they asked the U.S. government to help them get independence from Colombia. And the and United States, uh... Dealer Roosevelt was like, nah, Colombia, you know, they're good people. Uh, we're not going to turn your backs, our backs on them, you know, whatever. And then they went, and then they went to Colombia and they said, hey, by the way, uh, the Panamanians want independence. Uh, we told them that we weren't going to support them, but will you be willing to sell us the land so we can build a, a canal? And Colombia was like, hell no, like you're tripping. So then the United States went back and armed the, the Panamanians and helped them revolt against the Colombians. And so the United States, you know, caused that civil war. And as soon as, um, as, soon as uh, Panama got their independence, they, uh, the United States claimed that the territory that was going to be the, Pan the Panama Canal as their own, as a reward for helping the Panamanians, you know, get their independence when they weren't really afforded. You know, long story short, 
The only reason they they created this war was for the benefit of not even the American people, but the benefit for a few elite who were able to be, you know, able to make profit off this. I'm like, well, that's one that's one of the hundreds of examples of United States, you know, um, being involved with, you know, with the, you know, with Central and, and South America for their own benefits. Hey, 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 uh, uh, in their car, getting a car wash, because I hear crazy noise in the back of the Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm putting clothes in the dryer. Oh, shit. It's not like, brother, this is a professional. What the hell, brother? Come on. <laughs> and uh, I still got to do my domestic duties, man. In the fucking London. <laughs> 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 Damn. Yeah. What hey, cycle were we on? Complications, bro. Hey, Errol, uh, so, so you're a communist, right? Tell us, <laughs> tell us about your communist laundry ways. Well, it's a communal washer and dryer in this apartment building. Yeah, it's it's our washer, it's our dryer. You know what's funny, Ariel? It's funny that you said a keyword. Communal. Oh uh, no, uh, washing machine. <laughs> As you, uh, as you guys know, we have Coño here also in the, in the flesh, and his whole thing about you know about living his American dream is to just own his own washer and dryer. Move yeah, to right. move to Selma, Oregon. Uh, Salem. Salem. Salem, Oregon. Where they kill witches. And then he, and then the very next day, within a couple of hours, the dryer here at the uh, at the studio. Broke down, and and here we are, two weeks later, and we still having issues with the washer and dryer. So I, I don't know if it's the fourth kind, you know, maybe it's a conspiracy against washing the dryers. But we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to investigate this or it's the, it's bring it fourth, up later. The fourth kind curse. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chet, I have a question, Chet. Did you did you notice uh, how Biden's um, Speech of victory, or whatever you want to call it, was made in Wilmington, Delaware. Delaware. Oh. Hey, well, that's, that's where the founder of the Wilmington uh, over here in Los Angeles is from. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why when he when he arrived when he arrived here to California and and Illuminati. you know I don't know too much history about the founder. I, I know his name is Phineas Banning. Uh, he created the Ben Mansion out there. Um, and our high school, then I'm going to be in the Um, but I, I, I did like, actually, you're 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 who are you killing, bro? He's he's trying to suffocate the democratic process. <laughs> I hear a guy. I hear a guy saying help, but like inside a plastic bag. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm torturing Biden until he, until he accepts Medicare for all. Oh my God! Mm. Tell him to do something about. It. Yeah. Hey, but hey, uh, but but, but Che, yeah, I was uh, I was going. Oh, what are the what are the odds? Well, Wilmington, Delaware. There it is. It does exist. <laughs> 
I'm going to redirect this real quick, if you don't mind me pushing some agenda here. Uh, with, with, the, with what? With the washer on, on spin cycle? Know, with, the, with the LA, like, let's keep it on the subject of Los Angeles real quick. Okay, LA. Okay, I got a couple of stories here. Let's start off with um, when I was still living in Hollywood, when I was going to CSUN, when, when, when all you guys came down to visit. Yes. I, I didn't go because uh, I had school. Oh, and then we got some other stories involving Antonio, and I'll get to that too. But you guys remember, uh, um, God, oh, let's start off with um, we're at the Geisha house. Jesus over here punked the host of cheaters. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Host of yep. That was funny. I didn't punk him like I punked him like he's a like I was you know I punked him like the like pranking that, him the, that show that show from um, punked yeah punked if and for those uh, who do not know what punk TV show was um you're too young to listen to this podcast <laughs> wow <laughs> we just no, lost our two like, viewers our two listeners I've never been to the Geisha house oh, how is it I mean was it's it close now. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, hey remember the guy from Cheaters Chant? The original no. guy. What? Nah, man. <laughs> no, nah, nobody. No, good. Boy, Greco. Good job, Chant. Yeah, you do not want to. Who cares who the guy from Cheaters is? <laughs> but anyways, dude, we're, 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 at a, twice. we're at a bar, dude. We're at a bar called Geisha House. And then Sal and... and, and um. And Jaime, one of them goes like, hey. Afghanistan. Oh, in Afghanistan. He's south from the county. He was like, hey, that's Joey Greco from Cheaters. And I was like, hey, let's do a prank on him. And so he went into the bathroom, right? And he started using the urinal. So I go up, I go next to him, and I start using the urinal. And I go, hey, you remember me? And he goes, no. And I'm I'm like, you ruined my life. And he looked at me like, oh, he goes, yeah, man, I was on your show, man. You ruined my life, and then like he was, he start, he was nervous. He got hella nervous, dude. And I was like, hey, dude, I'm just playing with you, dude. Like, chill out, bro. Like, and then Jaime and uh, Sal came out from the, from the stalls, like laughing, like hella hard. And that fool hated us after that. He didn't like, he didn't like us. And then at the, either I don't know if this is like the same night or the night before. But this guy, the guys here were on a Pesta Sports and Reefer. And we were at this bar called the Powerhouse. Jaime mm. goes out to the to the smoking patio looking for weed. When when everybody realizes that L.A. is a Coke town. And oh, yeah, everyone, everyone had Coke, but no weed. And, and everyone was like, and Jaime comes back, hey, guys, uh, uh, after, when we get out here, we're gonna, when this park closes, we're going to fight those guys over there because they laughed at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jaime <laughs> 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 got heated. La Pacanistan. La Pacanistan. Yeah, God, that was like the most, and that was the most like impressive moment. And then um, I think Sal, he ended up leaving with some girl who was kind of famous, just like a cadaver in CSI or some shit. Oh, yeah. He went to Astro I never heard that story. Man, maybe we should call Sal right now and ask him, bro. Like, Sal? What oh. Yeah, man. Man, Sal. I want to hear more about that. 
And then one more story, man. This is like sometime later, as LA adjacent, in a long, in a time long ago when you could buy Coachella tickets at Ritmo Latino like two weeks ahead of time, before two weeks before the, the event, and you could buy one day tickets. Oh my God, those are times. So it was like a long night. Coño, profe, we we some, we drove down, had car issues. Sal was asleep for most of it, like with the uh, was it Source magazine on his head. Uh, through all the issues, I'm not gonna get through this, but we, that's when we get to Hollywood, because that's like the closest place we can get to Coachella, get lodging us in Hollywood. Sal <laughs> tries to match. Sal tries that was to the match fucking worst decision day. ever. <laughs> yes, he, he tried to mack on the, the, the lady behind the desk. She was like giving him no play. She was kind of looking at him weird. Me and Tony did not bother to tell Sal that he had he, he had ink 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 print on his forehead. Like you see words that are in reverse. <laughs> oh, from the magazine. From the magazine. And Salvador from fell asleep in the back seat with the magazine on his face <laughs> and the heat, the LA heat, reprinted his face. What's the source hey, article? Hey, uh, brother. <laughs> Br- bro- I think he goes to the bathroom. He comes back out. He's like, fuck you guys, man. He's like, fuck both of you. He didn't tell me how Hey, brother. Tony, it wasn't just LA. I think he started fell, fell asleep in like, in like, uh, Vinos or some shit. Cause like he was, he, had, he was knocked out for all of the central coast and, and Valley. Hey, uh, Brother, wow, you know, I oh, go for it, man. Hey, uh, Ariel, yo, can you share the story of uh, when you went to TJ and you were uh, and you got kidnapped? <laughs> mm. uh, uh, okay, <laughs> mm. shut up. Hold on, before you even start, I'm gonna say, shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, okay, so. This but, it, but it actually happened. This is 2002. <laughs> 2002. Uh, the, plan was, uh, the plan was to go to Tijuana because um, there was this tour, this uh, rock and Spanish tour of the band Zurdok and uh, Jumbo. Oh, and I know time, Jumbo. Those bands, the closest, um, the closest that uh, they were to the U.S. was going to be in Tijuana. So I was like, all right. So I started everybody that I knew who, who was into them. They said yes, but then everybody flaked out. Now, I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to get myself a Greyhound ticket to San Isidro. And That's what Ariel said. I'm an independent man. I don't need anybody. Yeah. So first off, I stopped in Hollywood for a day just oh, to, to get drunk. And, uh, and I get back on, to, to the bus, on the bus to San Isidro. You know, I go there and everything's fucking having fun. Um, and then the next day, I was just out there, just hanging out, and uh, some of the bartender, there's one on a local bar, I was like, you know, chopping it up with them, turns out he's from like the same area my folks are from, so I just started talking about Michoacan, and I step out, I fucking have a cigarette, even like a smoke inside, but I was still thinking of California, you know? Um, I step outside, and I bump into the shoulder of some dude, he was being belligerent, I just told him to fuck off, and... Ended up being a fucking, a fucking uh, patrulla de Tijuana. So they gathered me, like they, they fucking threw me behind a car, drove me around oh. a bit in the city, and then drove me to the uh, playa. They took you to, to Tijuana. They took you sightseeing. 
yes, he took me sightseeing. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, like, dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a broke Chicano man, I was trying to tell him, but then uh, he started playing around with his, with his gun, you know, kind of uh, doing that shit, like, taking, uh, taking the clip out, putting it back in, adjust, you know, cocking it, he's like, you know, so nice day for target practice, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, so I just took and, like, took off my shoe and had my, like, the, my money under, in, in my sock, so that's looking, like, looking pony it up, man. So I was like, I was left in TJ with no money. So I was like, fuck, I started calling everybody I could think of. And this was like about, it took about six or seven hours, this whole ordeal, mind you. So it was just like six or seven hours where I did not know if I was going to make it or not. So I was just going to end up in some ditch near the border. But, uh, you know, people, like, I... Some of my family came through, wired, uh, wired me enough money to get on the bus. So, like, next thing you know, like, there was, like, the great final Snowden, so I was stuck in downtown um, Los Angeles Greyhounds for all night. <laughs> it was just, like, that, that was, like, the sweet ending to that story right there. So, do I regret it? <laughs> no. <laughs> did I have fun? Yes. That's Good some that's some broken Espanol story right there, bro. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Vacation. You and went you out know, there like for some broken Espanol and you got it. And you got rock and roll. Uh, you got you know, some TJ rock. The funny thing about all this, like a couple months later, I moved to um, I moved down south to go to CSUN. and about a, <clears throat> a month after that, those two bands ended up playing at um, uh, back then it was called the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim. I was like, fuck. I nearly died to see these bands, and now they're here looking playing with Tawadas and Morrissey. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, only me, man. Hey, you guys, sorry to cut this short, but I gotta go make dinner for me and my lady. So. Mandilon! Simple. Hey, pues. Adulto. Soy adulto, cabrón. Adulto. It's nice talking to you, bro. Looking. Uh, glad to hear that you're doing well in Port Wet. Was it Port Wet, name it? Yeah, 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 man. Something like that, man. So that's good to hear, dude. Good to hear that you and Karina are doing well. Guys, fucking brother. I mean, um, Jesus, Coño. Hi, y'all. Fucking Danny. Um, be strong, be safe, and be cool out there. Right. Hey, Ariel, Thank take you. care, man. Thank be you, sure Ariel. Your voice, too, man. You're welcome, guys. All right, man. Later. And I can't wait to hear the podcast. I can't wait to hear the podcast and the uploads. Yes. Yes. All right, but and as All right, peace. Hey, peace. Hey, Chant. Oh man, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Actually, you know, those are interesting stories. I wanted to ask him more about his time at um uh, at CSUN because I know uh I know he went out there to CSUN and um I, I think he was majoring in Chicano studies and I, I like to just to, to know more like how 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 did everything come out you know did he continue his education did he uh graduate with a chicano as a chicano studies major mm. um i don't think that happened know. dude it, it didn't happen oh shit yeah all right cool well you know the dude's extremely well you know ariel's extremely bright too man yes i used to yes. enjoy having conversations with that cat when we attended community college together man so you know those stories are man 
You know, he was in TJ by himself. Like, who in the right mind will go to TJ by themselves, and, bro? And, and, uh, and mind this, this is early 2000s, <laughs> so TJ was wild in that time. Now it's a little bit more tamed, you know. But oh, like 18, 20 years ago, TJ was definitely wild around that time. So Every time I hear that story, Chin, and I heard it like plenty of times, because I always ask to hear it, I hear something different. And this time I heard that he... Some guy bumped into him and he goes, "Hey, vete la verga." What did he say? He got belligerent with him. Yeah, and then, is, and then, and then is, it just hey, it happened. It was the wrong the, guy. It was the wrong guy to get. Belligerent. It was the wrong guy to do that to. I didn't catch that the the other times. But yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's it's pretty wild. It is. I mean, it, it goes to show like um our mind, man, and how our mind works. You know, I I think uh. When I when I'm asked to share stories of my past too, I think sometimes um, I I forget things, I forget to explain certain things, or um, sometimes you know it's it's weird because um, sometimes you conflate events, bro, and and then, and then later like you're like, oh wait a minute, I was I was talking about this story that happened to me, but then I started sharing details from this other story, like how did that happen, bro? Mm-hmm. And it's just weird how that happens sometimes. I'm pretty um, sure I do that. Hey, hey, can I can I share a story? No, I want I want to share a story. <laughs> can I just fucking share a story? Let me sit back for this one. This is gonna be good. This and it, it has to do with Chan too. You can <laughs> you can he, go he up a little bit, Chan, if uh, you like. Me, no, no, he can attest to this. Let me get ready for a nap over here. I, I forgot I forgot why we were there, but we were there. We were at Berkeley because we went to go visit Chan. And we had a dinner. We went to go eat. Uh, I think it was Thai food. Oh, with I George. love Thai food, man. That's... Salvador. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't remember who else was there. But then there was there was a party afterwards. You remember that? There was like there was a party going on, and we couldn't get in the party. We broke into that party. And we broke into that party. I remember that. We broke into that party. Like we had a ladder on the side of the house, and we broke I, into I, the window, and, found and the through ladder. the bathroom uh, window. Do you remember that, Chin? Yeah, but so so I'm gonna just say like you know for for any um for any in case of, uh, any like legal ramifications. Oh. Like, any, like, 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 we didn't break into anything. We didn't break. Oh, we are blowing things up. Okay, oh, okay. So we just screwed up. We invited ourselves. All right? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just say <laughs> I went around. They they said no, unless you're a Berkeley student, which I wasn't. Uh, I was like, well, that's not going to stop me. And I went around to the side of the building and I found a ladder. And uh, somebody had their leftover tie and went up with the ladder with their leftover tie. Yeah, <laughs> And we came through the bathroom, but it wasn't just any bathroom. Oh, no, we came through the window, but we went in through a bathroom window. And as we came in, they cheered us. Do you remember that? Yes. Hell yeah. That they cheered a, us, and, and that was our welcoming, like, intro to the party. Yeah, and it was one of the biggest restrooms I've ever seen, bro. And, like, oh yeah, urinals right next to each other. And, like, how is this, like, how is this a dorm, right, with, like, so many urinals right next to each other? It just, it was it was a bit bizarre. It was really cool. Um, I enjoyed that night because it, it, you had... Bro, I didn't know that's how they partied out there, man. Those Dude. people living in those dorms or like sororities and like, you know, um, and those frat houses, man. They got it good, man. Because he had, 
they had, had barrels of, yeah. of beer, man. Yeah, like, remember that? It was, it was like trash bins. It was a big plastic, like, you know. The 20-gallon one? The 20-gallon, like, trash bin, <laughs> like, industrial trash bin. And it was just filled with beer. Canned beer. Canned beer. And then they had barrels with, with uh, I think, tap shit, too, no? Yeah. 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 I just remember, like, double fisting and walking around, like, hella, like, trying to keep low-key. Loki with freaking double fisting? Double fisting. Oh, everybody was double fisting. Yeah, so this is a college party, so I'm pretty sure you guys uh, but, but, you know, for, blended in. For us who who I wasn't like I didn't get to experience the dorm college life. Like I didn't I didn't stay at a dorm. I, I mean eventually I did go to like finish at San Jose State, uh, like higher education. But I didn't do the whole like college experience. You know, I transferred I, I stuck to the books. I, I I would literally go to school, go go to work and home. Like that was my life, and, and and for that time, so I didn't get to do any of the like young. I call it young and stuff because I'm old. But that one like glimpse, that one night was just. It, I was like, damn, that's all I had to do. No, it was a good night. Go climb a ladder and go through the bathroom. I, yeah, I think yeah, man. I think I, I had the same experience as you did uh, going uh, doing the undergrad. I mean, I didn't party. I didn't participate in, in in those parties. I mean, I mean those parties would begin on Thursday and end Sunday, bro. And yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I didn't. I had too much uh, reading to do, and too much writing to do that I didn't. I, I didn't partake in those things either. Um, which is a good thing, you know. I think my brain and my body needed some rest. Uh, from all that partying I did when I was like a teenager, man. From all the drugs I used when I was a teenager, man. So I think, uh, I think for those people that 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 um that get into those those like institutions from like at age eighteen, like directly from age eighteen, going go to those institutions, um, that's what they look they look forward to because that's not necessarily, you know, if you're gonna get into an institution like that, you you're basically on. You're studying 24-7, come in. Yeah. You know, and so once they get there, you know, it's a way for them to, like, reward, I feel like probably reward themselves eh, for, for all that hard work they did when they were in high school. I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, a lot of them, they just want to get out the house, you know, and leave mom and dad back and just have that freedom to the to experiment and explore, right? And you have a lot of underage drinking, bro. I I I witnessed the craziest thing when I was going to UC Berkeley, and I was 25. I was the oldest person in that whole floor, and, and of like 60 other like students right on that floor. And the silliest things they would do, man, when they would start drinking, it was just freaking crazy, bro. Like, in one of my dorms, uh, on the floor, of one of my dorms, I and I was partly responsible for this because I bought the alcohol. I didn't, drink <laughs> I didn't drink. I just provided them with the alcohol, right? My and, pencil. <laughs> and then I said, and I said, I'm out of here. And I'm like, I'm out. Like, I left, right? When I came back, there was holes all over the wall, bro. The hallway. There was holes in the hallway, bro. Wow. And it's because these fools got really drunk, and then they, they started, um, I they started wrestling in the hallway, bro. They nice. started wrestling in the hallway and slamming each other on the wall against Animales. the wall, and they left holes in the wall, bro. So I was like, "Whoa, that's the last time I, I buy anyone alcohol, bro." Because it was just, 
it was pretty wild um, to see. And then, oh, and then all the furniture in our lounge room was all broken. Like, they broke all the seats, the chairs, the tables. They broke the fucking sofa there, bro. I mean, they destroyed it, bro. And there was throw up all over the restrooms, bro. Like, uh, so it, was just, it was terrible, right? You know what? And so, I guess that's. There was another memory when well, we went to go visit you that time, too, of experiencing, like, the unisex bathroom. Which I like in the dorm room, which I was totally like caught me off guard. So I like, I'm like, shit, I gotta go take a piss or a dump. I can't remember. A dump. It was probably. a dump. It was a dump. Cause I walked out of the stall and there's a girl and she's like, yeah. You're prairie dunking it. And I was like, fuck. Hella embarrassed. Like, I was like, did I fuck up? Did I go into the women's bathroom? And no, it's just like, it's unisex. And I'm like, shit. She just heard me fucking take a row a manly dump. <laughs> she, she didn't only hear you, bro. She also smelled it, bro. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's, it was just, you Man. know. Your bodily functions, bro. <laughs> your bodily <laughs> functions. Oh, your insides, man. It's when you're most vulnerable. The you know? essence of coños. <laughs> the, it's the, the most vulnerable... <laughs> Time of every human being taking a dump. Going you inside out. But no, that was that was one of those experiences that that I had with the chat that I like you know like uh, like it was wild, but it also like showed like you know like it stuck. Hey, hey, chant. How, how do you uh, how do you unwind nowadays? Like, how do you like lo- loose get loose? Well, you know, I, I, um, out here, but well, when I was uh, living in Los Angeles, bro, um, and I still do this here, bro, but, um, you know, I would hike a lot to the, uh, Griffith Park Observatory. Yeah. And so I would, I would run up there, bro. I would run all the way up to the highest peak at, at Griffith Park, bro. So, and I would do that three to four times a week, man. I was, I was really out there, man, hiking, and I, I really love that park, man. Um, so I would do that to like just to relieve a lot of the stress I would uh, I would be feeling, and then from time to time I would drink. I mean, when I lived in Koreatown, um, you know, just everything was around me, and so um, you know, walking two blocks one way in one direction or walking two blocks in a different direction, you know, I had bars, I had restaurants, and they, you know, K Town for for night for nighttime, bro, it, it's pretty popping, man. Um, they have a lot going on. A lot of the restaurants would be open 24 hours. And and for some reason, like, that's part of the culture out there in, in Koreatown where, like, people will go out in groups and families and friends starting, like, at night, at 9 o'clock at night. Like, that's what they do, man. They go in crowds and they eat. And um, so, so the nightlife out there was pretty cool. It was pretty popping. So I would, you know, I would find myself drinking uh, from time to time as well just to let off some steam as well. Yeah. I'll drink, man, and I still drink, man. I mean, if you come to my, you just you just go to a, like, you just go to a bar or something. Yeah, but you know, but because of COVID, you know, so I have to stock up on 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 beer. I have mm-hmm. a I have tons of beer in my in my apartment, um, and that's what I do, man. Here, here, where, where I live at now in in Port Wainimi, uh, in the Oxnard area, in the Ventura area, and in Camarillo, there's a lot of uh, breweries. And so I hit them up all the time, bro. I, I uh, buy crowlers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with crowlers. Yeah. They have growlers. 
which are 64 ounces. And they have crowlers, which are 32 ounces. And so I buy a lot of that stuff, bro. You know? Um, so, yeah, I like, like, Topa Topa, Ventura Coast, uh, Casa Agria, you know, uh, Institutional L. Uh, fucking, I, I hit them all up, bro, and I, I love it, bro. Um, in LA, and, and in Los Angeles, too, man, there's a lot of breweries in the city of LA, man. It's ridiculous, bro. Hmm. But everything's oh. shut down right now, right? It, uh, in, in the city of Los Angeles, yes. And, and out here, where I'm at, every, bro, the, the, all the restaurants are open, um, the bars are open. Mask or no mask? Okay, will you, um, so you, you don't eat or drink inside the place. What you do is you eat and drink outside the place, right? And so everything's outside, but everything's still open. And so when you go to downtown Ventura, man, um, I un chingo de gente on the weekends, man. If, it, if it's a beautiful day, bro. You know, starting on like, um, like starting on on, on Friday, like at, at noon, bro, la gente is like, la gente no trabaja and the people are out there already drinking and, and eating and just hanging out, bro. Um, because it, 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 this is not LA County, right? This is not LA County, so they have their own rules and their own regulations. And and for the most part, like all these bars and restaurants are still, you know, operating. It's just that the um most of them are outside, and then they only operate like I think at like thirty percent capacity inside indoors. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on. Out that's here. how it is right here in San Jose yeah. too. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But it's it's been like this ever since the shutdown. It, it's been like, this, right in LA, they shut down a long time ago. But here, it, it's been like this ever since the whole COVID, thing, which I find interesting, man. You know, because I there's no here in comparison to Los Angeles. Here, there's no there's no real like cases. There's no real cases, bro. COVID, man. And so I think uh, here, like you know, a little bit more confident in not in not home. Um, and not infecting each other, not getting sick, and I think for those reasons, they're out a lot, you know. And and you go to these places, and like they're packed, bro. They're packed, man. Do you think we're gonna get shut down again, or you think it's gonna stay open? I, I think we. No, I think we're gonna get shut down again, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you, I, I just feel like. How do you feel about that? Reason, um, I you know it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you know when you were giving your 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 experience and your example of like when you were getting your haircut. Um, you know people were upset that that Trump wasn't elected, and I think uh, his approach to the economy is in stark contrast with like Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders would be more uh, his policies would be more hands on and and be. I think he's gonna force. Uh, depending on how bad it gets, right, he's going to force specific states to shut down, which is fine if he provides us with economic relief, right? If he's providing the providing the people with like uh, like checks and stimulus checks, and I, I think I think they'll be fine. But is that really going to happen, though? Huh? Is that really going to happen, though? You it think it has to happen? It has to happen, or the no, economy sir. is going to tank. The stimulus checks. I mean, so- I just kept people afloat and they're struggling still we see and that's the thing that worries me like my, my biggest concern is people who are undocumented because those people yeah. who are undocumented like, you know can no government support and so but there's funds i mean like 
there's nonprofit organizations that are trying to raise money for the und undocumented community, bro. And so um, I could get you those names later. Um, right now, I can't think of like off the top of my head, but there's there's nonprofit organizations that that are receiving contributions to help the undocumented community, and they're they're dispersing the money or they're buying stuff, and then and finding ways to like you know. Um, at least provide some type of relief, right, um, to certain families or certain communities. But that's my biggest concern right there, man. I think uh, it is the undocumented community because they're gonna, they, they've been getting hit really, really hard uh, with this whole recession, man, and this whole, you know, like shutting down of the economy. And I think that's why a lot of people were, I think a lot of people who own small businesses were, were, um, were in favor of Trump. And that's why so many of them voted for him. Right, yeah. uh, because of that. Yeah. But apparently, he uh, Biden won by a lot, right? Or yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, like, uh, four million votes. I mean, so but still, so many people still voted for Trump. I mean, yeah, he got like 70, 70 million votes, bro. You know, that's a lot of people still voting for him. I mean, uh, they they interviewed they interviewed someone. Um, they were interviewing people. I forget what show it was, but they were interviewing people from from Great Britain or from from Europe somewhere. The English, like, I mean, I, I get confused with England and Great Britain like, and all that shit. I get same confused, same like, thing, right? But they were interviewing people, and they were saying, um, "It's it's sad. Like we're sad for Americans." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Sad for Americans?" They're like, "Yeah, we, we feel sad for Americans because like, you still have so many people supporting." And you know, she said what she said, like. You know, a racism, bigot, a blah, 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 And I thought, like, holy shit, like, I didn't even see it that way. Like, like yeah, you still have 70 million people who who voted for Trump. And so, you know, for various reasons, right? For various, various reasons. But, but it just, you know, to hear an outsider's perspective, it uh, makes you think, you know, how, how others view us and, and how others view this country, bro. You know? Yeah. Anyway. It's just uh, scary times. I I think is the best way to put it. I I don't know. I don't. I don't really like to you know follow these these politics because they're full of shit to me. But you know, the scary times, and I think it really puts a light to like the shit storm that we still gotta get through. But at least like there's there's a positive change. Happening. You th you think there's gonna be a lockdown in Salem? Fuck yeah. You think so? I think everywhere is gonna get locked down again, unless they like you know we take take a hold of it. Like you know. What about what about the vaccines, Chen? Are you gonna get vaccinated? Um, once it when, when, once it's available to everyone, yeah, man, definitely have to, bro. Um, I mean, how else are we gonna move forward? You know, I mean. What, know, if, um, what if you end up con un brazo know, malito? Or like people, I don't know, man, these anti-vaxxers or like anti-vaccine people who like are scared of being like, like they, they make all these outrageous claims of like being, if you get a vaccine, you can have a, a, a computer chip implanted in your fucking system. That shit makes no sense. That's just bizarre to me. Like you would know if you got a fucking microchip, like a computer chip. You, you already got a computer chip. Know. It's called a uh, cell phone. You keep it in your pocket all the time. It's watching you. It's listening. 
there you go, right? <laughs> I don't know why people. Everyone, you know, I just think five G is a trap. You know, that's all. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't fucking get rid of this COVID thing, bro. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you, I mean, Danny's there, right? He knows, he knows a lot about history, and he, he probably. Uh, Enlighten us on the whole Black Plague or the the Great Mortality. He doesn't know world. about that. Don't ask him about that. He's very touchy about you know, that. He was American. He history. didn't pay attention that day. Uh, I'm I'm adjusting my glasses right now so I can answer those questions <laughs> that he just. Uh, He's uh, cleaning off his glasses to answer that he question. Just woke up right now. <laughs> <laughs> he not asleep. Like with one eye open like Danny, and then right? both like eyes Danny, just like open that really that wide. Really scary, right? Because it killed like half of the population of, of, of like Europe, bro. Yeah, and it's because it kept on returning. It kept on returning in waves, bro. Yeah, that that's so the thing. Like several uh, hundred years for them to get rid of it, bro. Yeah, it, so it, it took really it took years to happen. Uh, it took years for it to um to um to cure itself, and like cities were like same thing. Like we were doing, like they were locking things up. Nobody nobody allowed to go in or out. But it was still being spread, you know, and and what happened with that was the ignorance, you know, the of ignorance. people of people not knowing that the basic, hy- you know, hygienes, the you know, wa- you know, take a shower every day, wash your hands, cover your mouth. This is the thing. This is how they were they were spreading this disease, dude. And um, it's funny how um, like a, a lot of people, a lot of people who have said like, oh. Um, this like COVID is alike is you know no one's dying because all these older people like old people are dying but no one's dying. I'm like, okay. Maybe at the high rate people are not dying like the Black Plague, but look how much our medicine has has improved from um, from back then and now. And you know I would like to see like the population number like what you know what, what percentage now have been affected by this compared to then. But there's still people dying. There's still people, you know, going on. And it's people, like you said, the wave, like, it looks like things are sh- are getting better. Say, you know, they kind of sleep on it. And it's just, you know, one, it only takes one person to spread this disease to everybody. And that's, I think that's the biggest issue with the, um, with, with the Black Plague. I mean, there was people blaming, like, it got to a point where religious fanatics were saying it, it was the Jews. And it was the Jewish community's fault. And it was God punishing them for allowing this this people to live in their city, you know. Um, that so, makes sense. Go back to the ignorance, to that like the ignorance you're referring to, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I, I, I've, I've, um, I've tried to learn some stuff about it, and and um, it's really weird because um, you know, it, it wasn't just one thing that got them sick. It was like various ways that they got sick, right? Like. It wasn't just like touching a surface or being sneezed on, like, but there was like three different ways in which people caught that uh, that virus or caught that bacteria, bro. And and like now looking back, like I think scientists have have actually learned that no, it, it wasn't just one virus or one bacteria, that it was multiple viruses and, and the addition of a bacteria mm-hmm. that, that that was killing people. And so there was various ways. For that shit to get you right like like i think one was like it was airborne right like if someone sneezed and shit like you could get it um also by touching like surfaces that was another way you can get it 
But then, like, the worst way you can get it was by uh, by having a flea jump on your uh, on your yeah. body and for the flea to, like, inject that bacteria into your bloodstream because and I was learning this shit and I was like, man, this is really sick. But, like, what fleas do, man, like, because uh, fleas have a, they have a stomach, right? And they, they store uh, the blood in their stomach, but I, I don't think they shit it out. They don't shit out what, what they consume. What they do is they they vomit, they vomit the stuff out, right? And so what was happening was like you had these fleas that would that would feed off of like like dead that would feed off of like dead or dying mouth mice, mm-hmm. right, or, or rodents, and that's how they the fleas would get infected, right? Like the fee the the fleas would have that nasty shit that the the rodents were going through, and then they would they would spread it and pass it on to humans. By like you know feeding off the human blood, but in order to make room for them for, for for their stomachs, they would regurgitate and vomit that 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 rodent like that rodent blood into the blood system and into the bloodstream of the humans, and that's how people were getting sick from that, right? That's so, horrible. Like, yeah, that's crazy, right? Well, the the first case the first case about the black plague was um, and it's funny because yeah, it was the fleas. So they're saying that a uh, a ghost ship sh- arrived in the um, in the um, a ghost ship in, in, yeah in the ports of um, uh, of Venice and uh, for those who don't not know what a ghost ship is is basically uh, a ship where it's either been abandoned or all the crew members are dead oh. so it's just kind of like just uh, just floating so a ship say uh, arrived. And it wouldn't dock, so they sent people out there, and they told it, they told it in, and that's when they realized, okay, there was like a bunch of people dead, and like the crew was dead, like a good crew of like you know five or six people were dead, and out of their, um, and out of the, um, uh, from the, uh, from the you know from under the ship and shit, a bunch of rats came out, and that's what they're saying, get the fleet, the the fleas that these rats had. You know, it spread over into like you know domestic animals like cows, chickens, dogs, and um, and even like uh, like horses and stuff. They said it wasn't rats though. The the fleas though. Fleas. The fleas attached to the rats. But yeah. Originally, it was like gerbils or something like that. It wasn't like an actual rat. Yeah, but it was these fleas that would essentially like go into other domestic animals like the chick or like um. Fact like, check. Like uh, like cows Fact or sheep or something, and then they will use the the products from those animals, and they kind of just spread. Um, so it's it's wild, man. Like how that spread, and like we still, and but you know, there's always like a good thing that comes out of um, uh, those bad situations. And in this case, um, uh, after that, after that plague. You know, it, cre- it created the uh, the Renaissance. It created the um, the Renaissance, uh, not the Renaissance, but the Enlightenment uh, Revolution, where they started reading books and educating themselves. And rather than focusing all the es human que se, energies, yeah, es que se yeah, yeah, that was it. Well, the rather than focusing on like human energy or hum, uh, or energy se towards cambi- the church, <laughs> they started to look at like. Um, like investing more of the human natures they started revisiting books that were written by the greeks and the roman and they started learning about medicine and shit again so 
Yeah, that's why a lot of medical terms have Greek um, have Greek terms because they were created around this time period. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, I, and I, and again, like I'm I'm curious to know what we're gonna learn from this man, um, from this COVID thing. Like, how exactly is it spreading? We just know, we just know. Oh, wash your hands and cover your face. So it goes right means, back to the original means, thing. Wash your hands. Right. Well, they say they right. say like uh, reminiscent to that to the Black Plague, the Great Mortality. So. They also t- mention uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. D, and zinc. The D I heard is really like putting is is helping people like if they do get sick, it, it like doesn't make it as severe. Although, however, getting sick is a fucking that's a wild card because if you do get sick, yep. the Rona is like giving people different uh effects like side effects the wrongness like the symptoms are, are yeah you get the cough and all that but if when you get over it there's there's been like side effects to people having like uh blood clots or you know their lungs have been damaged to the point where it's like they're not going to recover again or they have heart issues so there's been a lot of like but nobody's really like they're not really talking about that as much. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's interesting because that you know what that what that reminded me of is like, uh, like what Danny was saying. How, yeah, a lot of people are surviving this, but yeah, but they're gonna have uh, conditions for the rest of their lives. They're gonna have like respiratory problems for the rest of their lives. They're gonna have heart problems for the rest of their lives. And so you may survive this, but but you're you're basically damaged for the rest of your life, man. I, I've heard, so, like... It's not... Like, people are not talking about that, right? Like, no, like, they're not, like... still for concern. That's fucking... That's a big concern, bro. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Hey, Chet. Yeah. Chet, you think this, uh... Oh, you think the COVID was created in a lab? Uh... Nah, I don't think... I mean, if it was, fuck, like, that's on... If if it was, I don't think it was intentionally left out. And if it was intentionally left out, like, what would be its purpose? I think, um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know, oh, you know what? I have a crazy story to tell you guys, which I think is weird, uh, because it just happened to me on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it's not me trying to avoid your question. It's just uh, are you trying to uh, are you dodging? It's affecting the psyche of people, right? It really, it really is affecting the psyche of people, bro. And and it adds to all these like conspiracy theories, right? And so, so, you know, I drove my, my brother. I, I have two two younger brothers. I'm, my youngest brother, his name's Victor. He's a Marine. He's been a Marine for like six years or like seven, going on eight years. He's been he's been a Marine for a while, but he he got shipped. To, um, he went to um, to Virginia. I am going to start the Pentagon. Yeah, he's supposed to get training because he wants to. He wants to work in the embassies, right? And so he had to go over there to go to go get some training, take some tests, and if he passed those tests, then he could he'll get an assignment and then he'll go. He'll be shipped out to work at an embassy, right? And so uh, he left me his car, right? And he said, you know, uh, I'll sell it to you or whatever. And then and then it turns out like I'm like I don't need your car, bro. So what I'm doing to the car is I, I shipped it to my to my parents in in Texas in Dallas, right? So so in order for me to ship the car out, I had to I had to take it and drop it off to the shipping company, 
say I'm an all-star auto shipping or whatever. But I had to drive all the way to Miraloma, which is about like two and a half hours from, from where I'm staying at. And when I got there, man, just think just think like a very industrial place, bro. We're like, there's nothing but like trailers and cargo and warehouses and factories, right? And around this is just all desert, bro. It's just kind of a wasteland. If you can picture a wasteland and just like just dust and dirt and exhaust everywhere, right? Mad Max. And the place. Yeah. Yeah, like Mad Max shit, right? And I, and I entered the, the the address I had was toward to this like just a like a dirt field like a dirt lot bro and I entered this dirt lot and there's there's just again like just a, like like you said like a junkyard you just picked for a junkyard right and I entered this junkyard and there's trailers and there's cars everywhere and there's dust everywhere and I see a an office which is just a trailer right like a little trailer like a, like a trailer you see in trailer homes like yeah. a little trailer prop like. Like in like some fucking like, it was not milk crates, so, but like, you know, something like it was probably elevated, right? There was oh, elevated. some books. And, and yeah, some books, right? <laughs> and I walk into the office, and I walk into this office, right? And, and the person I had been speaking to on the phone, his name was Walter. And I walk into this office thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna meet Walter for the first time face to face, and and I see this office, and I walk in, this guy, this man behind the desk, and I'm like. Uh, I'm like, hi, are you are you Walter? And he's like, well, that depends. And I'm like, well, no, I'm supposed to meet Walter. And he's like, what for? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm trying to get this car shipped. But he's like, oh, in that case, no, I'm not Walter. But Walter's over there. You go talk to Walter when he comes back. And it was just, it was a weird uh, conversation I was having with this cat. Because, <laughs> what? Because I, like, like, it was just a weird I feel time. like the car started, did not get shipped at this point. Well, while I was waiting for Walter to show up, right, so I could, like, leave the car there with him, um, I started talking to this gentleman, and he's an older man. He looked like a, he looked, he looked European, right? Like, he looked like a straight wedo, but then through our conversation, I learned a that feminine. he was Native American. Mm. He was Native American, and, you know, and as I was asking, we were just having, like, small talk, having a conversation about, you know, politics, about you know about the the election and COVID, and it was just he was saying a lot of weird things, which I, I found really interesting. But he he said he said something like, "Well, you know, COVID is in the smog now." That's what he said. In the smog, he's like, "In the smog, yeah, COVID is in the smog now." And I was like, okay. "I was like, where where'd you read that?" It's being dropped like, right I, here. Oh, it's I, on the internet. It's on the internet, and I'm like, yeah, but where did you read that? On it, like, oh, it was it was a it was an article that I found on Facebook. And I'm like, get the fuck out, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like get you know, you can't trust. Me. Yeah, you can't trust that for shit. <laughs> Wake your ass up, like it's the. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was a crazy conversation I was having with them, and he, you know, he's like. You know, I don't get involved with no politics. He's like, why? You know, I'm Cherokee. Uh, you know, the you, politicians, you know, they, they, they speak with a forked tongue and they're all liars. And, you know, he, he was just sharing with me how how um, he just survived, like, cancer. And, like, he was in remi- remission. And he was showing me his butt. Like, he, 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 like, rolled up his sleeves and he, like, lifted up his shirt to show me that like, where they cut out the tumors and shit. And I was like, bug like 
it was just a weird conversation. And if you could just imagine, like, <laughs> like yeah. uh, you know, the, this cat with long hair who looks white but is Native American, who's talking about COVID in smog, right, in the smog, and that we're all going to die. Like, that's basically what he said. He's like, you know, we're, we're going to end up all dying, you know, because COVID's in the smog now. I wasn't sure if he was fucking with me or he really meant it, right? And then, and then he was he was saying how like you know, like Native Americans don't get involved in American politics. And I'm right. like, you know, that's not true, man. <laughs> like, like, no, you guys have, you guys do, man. You guys protest. And then I started sharing with him about like the Black Hills protest, and he's like, he's like, well, yeah, but we didn't. When we protest, we don't riot, like you know, like like the Mexicans and like the blacks. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, like he started talking about the demonstrations and black lives matter. And, it, and then he started talking about the Dodgers winning the world series. Oh, was just all like, things that like, yeah, right. Like he started saying how like, yeah, like the Dodgers winning the world series was just an excuse for all the Mexicans to protest to like, to like break shit and riot. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think that happened, bro. Like, I was paying attention to the news and people were celebrating, but I didn't hear anything about any riots. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I got pictures and I got, you know, stories on, on Facebook. again. I'm like, get the fuck off of Facebook, bro. Yeah. It's just like, just stay off of Facebook. I think shit. it's, you know what, Chente? It's, it's funny that he's saying that natives don't get involved in, in um, in politics, and and you know, first off, I I want to apologize to all my native people who are listening to this, and uh, might correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I you know, just gonna throw this out there. I'm ninety, I'm thirty nine percent indigenous, also, so you know, forgive my indigenous, uh, my yeah, uh, my ignorant. But anyways, he he's a he's a never love a hoe. Yeah, uh, Cora, Cora, oh, Cora. Anyways, Cora. Uh, and and I'll and I got and I'll say my DNA's if anybody wants to uh, fight me on that one. Anyways. The, but my thing is, it's funny you say that because in Arizona, a lot of people are saying, oh, like, the minority groups showed up to vote, to, you know, to turn that that state from red to blue. But it was actually a lot of the Native American communities that showed up to vote and mm-hmm. overturned that. So that's one thing I thought was funny. Another thing is, you know, you're seeing when Trump just got elected, you know, all these, like, go back, you know, illegal Mexicans and all this stuff. And I'm like... Man, you have Native Americans out there saying, you know, no man is, no one is illegal in stolen land. And yeah, that's the second part. Lastly, motherfuckers, how are you going to tell me you, you ain't involved in politics? You, you're going to tell me a motherfucking boy sitting bull and freaking, I'm sorry, raging bull and all these motherfuckers weren't freaking protesting by starting wars with the U.S. Army? Like, come on, man, get, get out of here with that, man. Well, that, Bro, that is you. what he said. He said, um... You know, he brought up some interesting examples of the past. He said something like, you know, when um, when when the cheese used to sit down and 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 debate or have conversations with like uh, the military personnel, like the generals, you know, the U.S. Army, you know, the U.S. generals would be like, "We're here looking for for your man who who shot and killed our man," mm-hmm. and that the the chiefs would be like, the chiefs would be like, "Well, you're the one who gave us the bullets." Yeah. As, <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy, right? Like, that. What a great way to win an argument, right there, bro. Yeah, like, like, hey. like, what do you expect us to do? You give us bullets, we're gonna shoot people, bro. Like, what do you expect us to do? Which I thought was pretty, but it was just a bizarre. Like, it was a the, the setting was bizarre, the conversations were bizarre, and um, 
and I'm just like um, asking myself, like, damn, like there, there's people like this, man. There's people out there like this, bro. There's a who lot of people like that. Every conspiracy that they that they read and come across on Facebook or on the internet, you know. And how do you how do you educate a public? Uh, how do you because because I, I think that's a big way. You know, in my family, uh, I had people in my own family that were voting for Trump, bro, and which really shocked me, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're voting for Trump? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, because um, Biden's a liar. And I'm like, more than Trump? <laughs> he like, Trump. Like, like, all politicians lie, but, like, fucking Biden lies more than Trump? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, hijole, man. Like, fuck, you're a lost cause, primo. Damn, cousin, you're a lost cause and shit. But like, I, I, I wonder, and I, and I like to see, especially from from the city of Los Angeles, like who voted for who, like the demographic, like see it break down in, in terms of categories, like who voted for who, because I think, again, like like you said, like uh, that example of Arizona and how those blue districts, those blue counties in Arizona, were also like where you had the highest. Where you had the reservations, Native American reservations were located, and those overwhelmingly voted blue. It would it, be interesting just to assess and analyze this whole, this, right, what we just experienced, right, and, and make sense of it, bro, because I think I, a lot of people are having a hard time making sense of it, especially realizing and understanding that a lot of people of color still voted for Trump, right? In my own family, I had people who voted for Trump. My own family had people betting on on fucking that Trump would win, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man! Like that's just, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to wrap my head or my my my, my mind around that thought process. Huh? Like what what is it about that fool that appealed to them, uh, knowing how he felt about us, you know, knowing mm-hmm. what he said about us and shit, you know? Well, what was it about him that like? You know, let my cousins to say, yeah, I'll give this for my vote. Because that shit, I don't get, you know. Hey, um, hey Chen, you, you heard, have you heard the the saying, Benny, back me up? Which one? Um, left wing, right wing, it's all the same bird. Oh, yeah. Chen, have you heard that? I see. Have you heard that, um, Chen? I have heard it. No, I haven't. You never That's heard that? Interesting. No, not that same. Okay. No. How do you do? You think that's how it works, or you think that's wrong? A wrong way of looking at it. Um. No, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, I mean, this is why you have. Um, that's why things don't really change. Like yeah, things change just at a very at, at a very slow pace. Uh, we make progress at an extremely slow pace, uh, and it's because. You're right. Like um, being a liberal and being a conservative, it's there's still like branches of the same government, right? I mean, it's not they work and operate within the same the same government, so it's not like they're um, extreme, like like polar opposites of each other. They're they're very they're very. Uh, I mean, if they're part of the same system, then they have to have a lot of similarities, right? I, I, I would assume, right? Like I would assume that that in order for them to like even um, in order in order for them to be effective, they would have to 
it would be extremely dependent on the system, right? Um, you know, and I'm and I'm reaching my I'm reaching like my 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 uh, comprehension on the topic, right? Because I you know I, I lack a lot of understanding of the way politics works, especially here in the United States. And so I'm not I didn't major in political science, so I mean like I'm I'm extremely limited on the different branches of government and how they operate and how they function. But I think uh, I think if they were extremely ex like polar opposites, then we would have radical and drastic change, bro. Each time, one party or the other party would win, and we don't see that, right? We don't see much change. We see small small changes from time to time, but not not overwhelming changes. Like imagine if like, we were just to take for example Obama, Obama winning the presidency, like fuck, bro. It's, I mean, how much did he change? How much did he change, like, our country, right? Um, and even Donald Trump, like, how much he tried, like, this fucker really tried. I mean, this guy really tried to, to disrupt everything. Like, he tried to blow up everything, bro. Um, he attacked all kinds of institutions. And he lawsuit after lawsuit after a lawsuit trying to undermine things. Um, this fucker was really aggressive, bro. Um, and... If people didn't stand up to him or fight him, I think he would have undermined a lot of things, bro. Um, and really, and really, I think, you know, you hear him say shit like, um, "Yeah, I should be given a third, uh, a third." Uh, 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 what do you? He was saying something like, "After my second term, I should be given a third term because of the way I was treated during my first term." And I believe, I believe he believed that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like. Like those statements and, and 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 what he was doing and this is why people said he's a fascist he's a fascist he's a fascist because that's exactly the way he was operating right mm -hmm. um he was operating like a fascist he was operating like a dictator and this this is why he was attempting to undermine a lot of our institutions like the media and even our court systems right um he was trying to undermine things and 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 so I am happy that he's not elected again for a second term. And I'm hoping that uh, we, we, we we chase that. Like, I'm hoping that, that they try to, uh, I guess, um, call him on all the, like, the misdeeds. Like, call him on all the tax evasion. His tax evasion, because he hasn't paid taxes. I hope they call him on, like, all his corrupt, uh, um, like, businesses. And, like, uh, he's, been, he's been connected to, like, this Deutsche Bank. And I hope that they pursue that and look into that and see whether or not he was laundering money for other people because there's a lot there that implicates him in the laundering of money, man. And so, you know, I hope they lock him up, man. I mean, if that is true and if that is the case, I hope they lock him up, man, because he talks all about law and order and yet it's like law and order for you but not law and order for me. That's basically what he says, right, and what he believes. Like, you must follow the laws, but I don't. I, and which I think is the biggest fucking hypocrisy um, ever fucking attempted on the on the American people, bro. And like, anyways, I'm going on and on and on, guys. That's but, uh, no, but know, this is uh, what's up, man. That's what's hot on the street right now, bro. It, that's what's what? It's what's hot on the streets right now. Hey, uh, hey, Chan, I feel like Trump like didn't even want to win the first time. And now that it's over, he's kind of like, ah, fuck it. 
I think because well, I don't think it's ah fuck it. <laughs> I think he's like, you know what? I'm not really gonna miss it. I could just go back to living my normal life before all of no, this but, chaos. But like Chente was saying, now he's fucked though because of all this shit that was brought up to the to light. But he's not fucked. He's a president, so now he now he no, gets protected for no, the rest one, of his life. No, once he's out of the office, he's he's he's, he's a fucked. regular citizen. He's fucked. He'll, the only benefit he has is going to have Secret Service with him for the rest of his life for, like, if they try to assassinate him. But he's a, he's a regular citizen, so he can put him to trial for all the shit that he's done. And he, he might, they're saying that he might forgive himself or give himself pardon and his family pardons um, before he, he leaves so he doesn't get in, um, so he doesn't get in trouble. But that shit doesn't fly because he he doesn't have that power to get to pardon him himself from all the crimes that he may or may not have done. So I'm thinking what Trump is gonna do because he kind of said this already. If he was to lose, he's gonna leave. He's gonna bounce. Oh, he's going to Russia. He's gonna bounce to like you know to Russia. Um, or maybe even Israel, because you know he they love him over there for. I love Israel. Yeah, for so he. Nah, he won't last unless it's too hot. He he's he's leaving. He's gonna try to leave uh, to a place where the United States government is not gonna try and get him. He's gonna buy the UFC and just move <laughs> to Abu Dhabi. He's gonna go to Russia. He's gonna have little like babushka dolls everywhere, and uh, you know he's gonna find another Melania, and uh, yeah. So I think that's what's gonna happen. Hey, hey, so just, to, just to ask you guys this, because um, I, I I saw that somewhere on Reddit where like Donald Trump says if he doesn't win he's leaving the country, but I wasn't sure if that was just like clickbait or that was actual story. No, he said it in his he said in one of his speeches. Yeah, in one of his rallies. He because he he was saying that he's on the plane right now. He was saying how unfair it was for him Shoot. to run with versus the worst politician in his history. He claimed that Joe Biden was the worst the politician. Worst. And he's like, how much of a loser <laughs> would I have to be if I lose versus the worst politician in, in United States history? And, I mean, look what happened. He's like, oh, he jokingly said he was going to leave and he was going to leave the country. I just but wanted I... Chacal to come out I think I think that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna try to bounce. He is. He is gonna try to bounce. That makes sense. But I really hope. I really hope the the party or I just really hope the government like fucking throws a book at him. And and I hope they throw the book at not just him but the other Republicans too who enabled him. Because that's another that's just otro pedo. Yeah, Trump was the the highlight of all this fucking nonsense. Pero behind Trump was all these Republican senators and congressmen and you know people that that work in the government that were like, oh, he's our leader. We're we're gonna follow him. Yeah, what I they're like, oh, I, you know what? I, fuck, I, who are you talking about? And you know, the, fuck those guys. Hey, hey, Chet, you know how I heard they make money? How they make money, man? Uh, so Donald Trump doesn't have any lobbyists, but you know, everybody around him just goes like, hey, if you need me to tell him something, I'll tell him for you, and so they just get paid like that. So I think that's what they've been doing. They're just building connections with like people they couldn't make connections with before, 
and they're going to get out and they're just going to be more connected now that they were he was you know a president of the united states you definitely get more connections after that and if he leaves he leaves but he still has those connections and he's just gonna you know well he's gonna try to call favors but we'll see like how long that lasts and then and then apparently his son-in-law is like making peace in the middle east Man, apparently that's the something of calling favor he he uh he bought the 666 park avenue <laughs> yeah open your third eye yeah but yeah, Chen, uh, it was good politicking. Chen, it was, uh, it was, uh, thank you for, uh, being with us again. Hey, no problem, man. Um, yeah, sorry we didn't talk too much about Los Angeles, but I think, uh, Yeah, we didn't even go into Los Angeles. Well, you could spin it this way. This is from the perspective of a Los Angelino, uh, how many of us, uh, viewed, uh, this whole political fiasco for the last four years um and then just uh you know we could always have another conversation some other time yes um and so yeah man just you could I, you guys could always reach out to me and just hit me up and see and see what's going on man in my life um and i'm I, i'm really happy you know you know what's really cool is that you guys brought in uh different people who i haven't spoke to in so many years uh like today you guys brought in ariel and and just listening to you guys, you know, on, and sharing uh, you guys' experiences and just uh, your input, it makes me feel good, man. And so I, I want to thank uh, all you guys um, for just, um, yeah, man, for having this conversation with me. Because I think, uh, you know, I, I do have conversations like this with people uh, in my family, but it's just like one or two relatives, like one or two cousins. I can't really have these types of conversations with everyone in my family. Because they just, they wouldn't put up with it. They just, you know, attention span's not there. And, um, and so, yeah, so you thank you guys. Man, I'm not going to share this uh, podcast with my family because I'm just talking about them right now. They're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck this fool. Hey. So we don't invite you guys to fucking family get-togethers anyways, fool. That's how, that's how like, it gets. Um, that's how it gets. And that's what I'm trying to, like, that's what I'm trying to, uh, get to like how do we stop that from happening this division because i because um chant like obviously the 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 weapons that the uh, the you you, you could say one percent or the elite that they're going to use against the mass is division you know and misinformation yeah you know uh that's how you manipulate you know the masses you know like and, you know we could start talking about you know the the we're we're, cat, we're cattle you know in a sense you know we're like sheep you know just like repeating or or what we heard or what or we read you know page. and then uh, mm -hmm. and then next thing you know we just we're having an argument you know about something that really doesn't relate to an everyday life you know um you're arguing about these like issues you know like and you stand by them and you'll you know, you you'll befriend uh, or stop being friends with people because of of them. You know, and it's like that's something that we need to work on. You know, uh, just coming to a point where, like, hey, if we could just be polite to one another, and then we could just, you know, uh, keep going. Like, it's it's really not that hard. You know, it's it's really not that hard. But but I don't know. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, what's needed more is just dialogue and and allowing for people to debate and and allowing for people to 
present their uh, not just point of view but like the reasons for their point of view i think that does create understanding and if anything we, we at least understand someone else's point of view and understand what makes them think and what makes them tick um and then um but i i do i do believe that um the more we talk to people with different perspectives and point of views um the more we understand them and then the more we understand ourselves and i think that helps tremendously but you're right man i think uh, we're always gonna like to be divided and conquered bro like that's that's their key right like, to divide people and conquer them and they use all these faustian machinations yes Ooh, i love that division and so you know it's those divi- like creating division is what allows them to control us and so i think you know I think eventually there will be a reckoning, bro. There will be a reckoning, and, and we will. Um, these people in power for all the uh, the shit they did to us, bro, and have done for so many years, man, will come back to them. There will be a day of reckoning, bro. And, and whether whether it's found in the Bible or in the Quran or in the Torah or like whatever you may believe religiously or spiritually, um, I think something like that is is gonna happen right and i think um those who were who exploited others and abused others i think uh again i think uh if they don't start changing and regretting what they've done i think eventually uh, you know i hope they get what, what's coming to them not not in a negative way not in an evil way but just you know like even just seeing like how much just realizing how much like pain they they caused now I'm suffering they cost others just having them realize that I think because I don't even think they give it a second thought and and just for them to realize it and be exposed to that and, and have them come to that sort of realization and acceptance that this is what they did I think that'll be enough man um at least from my perspective you know mm-hmm. so and, I, and with that with that I, I mean I'll let it be I don't even know how it sounded I'll listen to this podcast later and realize wow what the fuck's wrong with you, Vicente? <laughs> but you know that's <laughs> that's the yeah that's Wait, the I'll, thing I'll that on what I said later. <laughs> you know, you know it's funny, Chente. Uh, um, in the first in the first uh, chat with Chant, you know the episode three, I was asking you questions that I was really like, you know, what's how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? And I was just talking and, and telling you like Chan like what I gotta do things you know I got I gotta go to work I got I got bills to pay and you're like yeah but you know these things are happening whether you're paying attention to them or not and that was kind of like where I listened to myself and I was like dude how come I didn't like that never that didn't even like he didn't even cross like my my <laughs> my head you know like that 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 way of thinking that or that perspective of like dude it's not it's really doesn't concern you like these things are going to happen whether you're paying attention to them or not and it's really up to you whether you choose to pay attention to them or not you know and and um that's kind of like where the last episode helped me you know with the just realize like certain things like you know certain ways of looking at things but yeah dude Man, thank you. And yeah, man. And that, thanks, Jesus, for that. Uh, you know that point of view. And I, I in, in talking to you guys, I've um, 
I've had opportunities also uh, from from last week to sort of reflect on my relationship with my relationships with with people uh, from San Jose and and all of you guys and and how I think I could have been a better person um, because I I honestly believe this and and you know I I behaved in a very uh, very self-destructive way but then also I I was very very self-destructive but I, I in in doing being self-destructive I I made others feel the way I felt and and hurt people along the way and um, and the more I try to think like why did I do it the more I realize that you know I'm just a very selfish person but what makes me selfish why do I behave in a very selfish way and why do I why did I hurt the people that were are very close to me, right? And and I hold very dear. And in those moments of selfishness and those moments of like just a self destruction, like why didn't I care about others? And you know, I have a very hard time understanding that behavior of mine. And what's even crazier is that, you know, the mind my I mean, and it's not to make an excuse, but like, you know, um, the mind finds ways of protecting us, right? And um, because if we, if we, if we, I don't know. I, I, I just um, there's moments, there's things that I've done that I don't remember, and those things um, that I don't remember um, later I end up remembering, right? Like it's a weird, it's it's kind of weird because I, I had moments where I couldn't I couldn't recall a single detail about what happened. But then later, it's like, oh, it just comes. It, it just, like, emerges in your brain. Like, it just, the whole event becomes crystal clear. And then you realize, what the fuck did I did? Like, like what? And, and that's very, very, I, I think, uh, and from my perspective, very troubling. Because, um, you know, it's like I'm reliving this shit. And I don't know if that's, like, a symptom of, like, the way I grew up. You know, because, I, you know, I tell you guys that... I, I grew up kind of violent, you know. I grew up in a very violent community, and I was very violent. So, mm-hmm. and I got in a lot of like when I was very young, and because of these fights, I'm not sure uh, if I developed some type of like brain damage or if I <laughs> not a brain damage, but it, it's just con- it's just like a certain uh, conditioning, a certain level of conditioning that had you at a at a certain state at all times of alertness, and you know maybe like defense mechanisms were like you know up there to the point where like you're gonna fight somebody if they say the wrong thing or if they do the wrong thing you know or maybe i don't know that's how i see it but, but yeah. yeah i was gonna say like post-traumatic stress syndrome you know yeah where, where, um, I, be, I behave in that fashion you know where, um, because of all this trauma that i've experienced and shit and and so yeah like brain has ways of like protecting me but then also the brain has ways of reminding me of shit and when that man like when that comes up you know i i kind of i lose a bit of control you know like emotional control and there and i'll just share this and then it'll be the last uh, example i'll share but you know a couple nights ago you know i i couldn't go to bed and i couldn't go to bed and i stayed up all night man and it was just um it was a crazy uh, flow of emotions that just like uh, overtook me and I was paralyzed by those emotions man and and I couldn't move and 
and I was just reflecting on like you know my brother and my brother Jose and what he did um and I'm not sure if I've I've shared this with you guys but you know he did something really awful and and maybe that's for some other story and for some some other time but he did something really awful and um I I I somehow blame myself for it, man, and and it's just like my whole relationship with him, like just kind of overwhelmed me that night, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it and thinking about him, and I didn't fucking sleep. And the next day I, I had to fucking teach, and that's how I taught, man. I taught all like with no sleep the night before, and I just. Yeah, I don't know. And, and so these things tend to happen to me from time to time. And so when you guys ask me, what do I do to relieve myself or relieve that stress, man, I, I fucking get drunk and I block everything out, man. And that's a terrible cycle to get into, but but I think um, I think sometimes it's necessary for me, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, you're still handling your business, you know, but like, you have to have that moment where you're like letting loose, you know. Just a, even yeah. even like for me, you know, this podcast, like you know, just talking to you know, to Chente, to Ariel, to Conyo, you know, having an excuse to you know just like be able to like make these things happen, you know, this kind of like my way of kind of like trying to build something positive, you know, when I could be you know like you know, focusing on some things that are not going to benefit me, you know, like spending money going out, you know, and just getting drunk and, you know, stuff like that, you know. Just, yeah, just hold off a little bit, you know. Sunday comes around, you get to, like, you know, just chill, kick it and talk, and then you can let loose then, you know. That's how, that's how I see I, it, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, man. That's really cool, uh, that's really cool, Jesus. Thank you for sharing, man. Hey guys, I, I you know, I gotta go, man. And all right, all right. It was beautiful talking to you guys, man. And it, we'll do this again. We'll do this again some other time, man. That was a for pleasure, Shinte. Hey, man. Thank you, and hey, thank you for sharing as well, man. Um, yeah, guys, I, I'll let you guys go, and um, always a pleasure. All right, Chant. Have I a good night. All right. I look forward to our future conversations, all right, guys? For sure. All right, For sure. Take care, man. All right peace. Take care. Peace. peace. Always good to talk to that cat. Um, I was thinking, you know who we haven't, if, you know, if our listeners are out here, um, you know, we got going on the hizzle, for shizzle. What up, what up? Um, but my brother uh, Johnny is in here. Yeah, what happened, though? He got deported. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> That's horrible. No, no, he's in Mexico. For... To avoid deportation. <laughs> no, no, he's in Mexico. He had to go do some business out there. But let's um, let's call him because I haven't talked to him all month, all week, and I'm like, I'm not even sure if he's alive. A week felt like all month. Yeah, so I'm not even sure if he's alive. So let's see if he picks up. Hello. Hey, what's up, uh, Fourth Con? You're on the you're on the phone. Yes. You're on the. Ri- hey, hey, dog. Hey, apparently the run isn't happening over there, or what? Well, there you go. That's what's going on with my brother in there. It sounds like there's like a quinceanera or wedding or... Hey, can you hear me? Or is it yeah, just... Yeah, uh, for, fourth con, you're on the radio. We're just checking up how you doing. Or is it just Sunday dinner? 
Yep. There you oh, go. damn. That was straight up. They didn't want us to have it. Uh, obviously, no, my brother went down because he, um, he was baptizing one of my uh, cousin's kid. Uh, oh, wait. He's back in the He's at right a here. party right now. Yeah. Oh, why? Hey, uh, Donna, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? No, it's just we're recording the fourth kind right now. We just wanted to uh, call and see how you're doing. Oh, uh, bro, I'm straight up fucking in the belly of the beast, bro. Straight up, mm-hmm. it's the motherland right now. Where is that? Where can I, uh, where can I drop my pin? Ahorita, my exact location is the Big Nayarit. There you go. Pero, wow. well, you make it Hey, uh, I heard there was a, a cartel battle ha- going down a couple years ago in the big. Is that true? No, it's true. He's, it's he's true, back at the party. You know, as long as you respect, nothing happens. All right. Well, we're it's still going down. Uh, yeah, bro, straight to the belly of the beast, bro. We're out here. Extremely dangerous. Uh, hey, I was oh, wondering I if you'd do me a favor and uh, okay, stop at the pharmacy. And, you know, a couple things. Can you hear it or no? I, we can hear it in the we background. Can, we can hear it. It's all popping off. El bar se llama... Ooh, I like that. Wow. We just, nigga, we all kinds of connected out here, bro. That's it. Yeah, that's how it gets down. Hey, speaking of connections, I listened to that uh, Anabel Hernandez. Yeah. I listened to that, uh, some of her talks. She's a very passionate lady. Dude, she's hella badass, dude. She's so real. She's uh, she's really uh, fed up with how things are going, and she's just exposing everything. And you you could tell that she's really into it. Big ass bomb. Definitely has big ass bomb, dude. And that's why I see. That's where the real is at, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was uh, I was just listening to to some of her uh, talks, dude, and um. Yeah, what you were saying, like, just, it's all right there, dude. The whole Mayo thing, the whole yeah. Chapo thing. Yeah. Hey, bro, come on. Hey, come on. You know I don't bullshit, bro. Yeah, yeah, Annabel Hernandez, there's some uh, YouTube videos. There's some talks, like some interviews. There's some, uh, even some uh, podcasts that have uh, featured her. And she's a very, like, like I said, like passionate lady. She just wants to change things. Yeah, and no, uh, when you say that there's been attempts on her life, dude, yes. This lady is definitely going to get attempted on. Upon. She's going to try to get attempted. For the rest of her life, she has to live with security. Her and her family, straight up. Yeah, and... Um, it's crazy, dude. She mentions how everything started in L.A., in like a fruit, yeah. like a fruit company or something, like a like they yeah, sell produce. Se llamaba, se llamaba la compañía, todavía existe. Uh, ellos son don't say, don't say. Farms, pero México, de los pollos se llama la compañía. Don't say. Pollos machocos. Are you sure it's not a produce company? 
Well, chicken is a problem. No, Fortine, es, esa era oh, la posición. <laughs> muchos, unos, usaban muchos nombres sobrepuestos, pero no existían, pero son del mayo, pues, y también como la Fortine, oro, oro, pues. Estoy cagando. It's just, it's crazy, bro. Hey, it's crazy. hey Johnny, so, so el mayo had a Cuban uncle, and the Cuban uncle got him started? Esa se conoció a cómo hacer todo el calio. Hey, in Narcos, in Narcos, Mexico, remember there's a Cuban? Yeah, pero... pero that has nothing to do with nothing. No, él, él no es, era otro. Era, era otro. otro. I know. Yeah, porque en, 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 en Narcos, Mexico, cuando se hallan esa gente, el mayo ya estaba también, nomás que dio un sinfoma en el dark. Mm. But, but I can't, I can't keep on speaking on this because I'm talking hella loud and I'm not trying to get this shit Alright, well we're just calling the chicken man and um yeah. you're you're over there freaking dying of heat, we're over here freaking dying of uh of cold man. It's freaking it was pouring, it was hey, hailing. I don't know what, I don't see no COVID out here though, man. Hey the, it shows up in two weeks, so we'll see. But hey Biden won, so we're gonna we're gonna go into a lockdown. <laughs> For real, man. Alright. No, I'll, I'll watch you guys. I'll, I'll be back Sunday. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, then. Take care. Peace. All right, peace. So there you go. He's in the. He's in the in the motherland right now, mm. living it, living it up, uh, baptizing kids for no reason. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and end it. Uh, Danny, can you give us the anchor script? That way we don't get in trouble. Oh, for shit. So listen here, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever thought, you know what? If these people from the fourth kind, Danny over at the L3 pod, tells from the head, uh, stupid kid, all these different. If Danny can do all this and the, and the fourth kind can do it, how come I can't? Yes. Well, you can. And let me tell you how. You can go over to anchor.fm. Mm. You can download the app, or you can go from your laptop or any desktop. And you can down and you can literally record, edit, and upload. Mm-hmm. Anchor will go ahead and distribute your recording um, on Spotify. How much though? Um, on anywhere, and there's the thing: it's just absolutely free. And here's the better thing: they can even get you paid. Oof! You can go ahead. Get sponsor, get sponsorship. You can work over the phone. You can work over the phone. You can definitely get sponsorship, get money with no minimum listening. That's the way to go. Um, head on over to anchor.com. Or I'm sorry, anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r dot fm. You can head on over, get started, and be podcasting. And yeah, uh, great people. Thank you, Chant, for joining us today. Thank you, brother, for uh, keeping the dryer on while we're uh, <laughs> trying to, you know, do some professional here. Uh, shout out to South from the County, making things happen in the background, you know, doing things for us. Uh, El Coño, you know, came through with some artwork that is really nice. Uh, we'll probably post it up on, uh, it'll be on the social medias. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have to post that. That's definitely going to get posted, but... Uh, Hold on, be- before we go... So earlier today we were hanging out with um, earlier today we were hanging out with Miguel, 
uh, a friend of the podcast also. And, Munoz. He was Munoz. here. He was, he was here, here last in the last week. in the last episode. And uh, on the way back, we were, we were uh, reminiscing about a um, a situation uh, when we went to San Francisco. It was myself, um, El Pana, aka Wedo, Jonathan, uh, and then uh, El Afghani, El, El Afghanistan. Uh, was in there also, and we were reminiscing about the situation when we came back from San Francisco, and we realized 2012 was real. 2012 was um, the end of the world. But we will talk about that on next episode. That'll be the that'll be your treat if you mm. come back and listen to this episode because it's uh, it's ridiculous. It was like a three three ring circus mm. down the 101. Just tell it right now. Just tell, okay. So we come back. From, we're, we're coming back from San Francisco. After, you know, we went out bar hopping or whatever. And I'm driving. I'm driving the Apatzingani Stani car. It was a gray Honda Civic, I think. I remember driving that. And uh, it, we're driving, and I'm driving because I, less, I, I guess I was the most sober one from all of them, which was, you know, not really correct. But I was also the most responsible one. According, 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 according to, to, to Jonathan. Yeah, according to Jonathan, I was the more responsible one. So we're driving back and somewhere about, you know, San Bruno area by the uh, airport, the San Francisco airport, it starts to to rain hella hard, dog. Was it but hailing? It was also hailing and it was hailing hella hard. The, the hail was the equivalent of Abba's hit, Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight. That's how hard it was. It was hella hard. I like that sample that Madonna did, but and um, she got sued, I guess. So we're driving down, and it starts hailing. So we all roll down the windows. We're like, oh, shit. And, you know, we stick our hands out. And then shit got too cold. Like, it, it got super cold, super windy. Like, my car, I was doing, like, 70 miles per hour. It dropped down to, like, 40 because of the wind and because of the of the ice on the, on the road. I picture you in front of the... San Francisco airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around there, yeah. That's exactly where it okay. was. So I'm driving on the passenger seat. You have the Afghanistani, but he's half awake, half asleep, drunk. So he's like in the fetal position, asleep. That was, that was his defense mechanism. Yeah. Behind, directly behind me, we have Jonathan, and then next to Jonathan, we have Miguel. Mm. So once she got real, I'm like, oh shit! I'm trying to roll up the window. <laughs> um. But my, I noticed that my window wasn't going up, and so I'm, I'm panicking like, oh fuck, the the window fucked up or something. No, what was? And, well, I will get to that. I'm going, I'm, and then I'm going over to Jaime, and I'm telling Jaime, I'm telling, I'm telling the Afghanistani, hey bro, are you, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Wake up! Are you seeing this? And he goes, yeah, dog, I hear it. It sounds crazy. Yeah. Never opened his eyes. He just said, yeah, dog, it sounds crazy. Behind Jaime... He's in like a, a fetal position. Yeah, saying asleep. He's asleep. Behind that, Jaime, sure, yeah. you have Miguel screaming. <laughs> 2012! 2012, dog, this is really happening! 2012! <laughs> uh, and then behind... That's what happens when you watch a lot of Telemundo. And then behind me... It was before Facebook. Yes. Behind me, you have Jonathan going, Oh my God, the window! <laughs> the window! The window! <laughs> And I'm going, yeah, dog, I can't, it's broken or something. Yeah, and, dog, I, I can't get it up. And it took me like it maybe doesn't 10 work. seconds to realize 
I wasn't pushing the window for my side. I was pushing Jonathan's window <laughs> up. And the reason Jonathan was screaming the window is because his fingers were stuck on the window. <laughs> this one was crushing Jonathan's hand. So crushing Jonathan's fingers. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan's going, hey, dog, the window, the window. I'm going, I can't, I can't fix it. It's broken. You have Hyman going, yeah, dog, it sounds crazy. And then we have. But another, I can't help you right now. And then you have the other guy screaming 2012 all at the same time. Like the chaos. And, and um, that area, dude, in front of the airport is like, it's like a huge area. dude. Yeah. Like a lot of wind, you know, there's. And, it took me like a good ten seconds to it's, realize it's open space. You're it, you're you're definitely gonna get yeah. a lot of weather. And it took me like a good 10, 20 seconds to realize, oh shit, I'm crushing Jonathan's finger. And then I finally opened and he goes, Ah dog the hell I hurt. <laughs> That's his answer. And I'm like, Jonathan, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm sorry, Jonathan. He knows it was and an he accident. Goes, he goes, Ah hell I hurt. <laughs> he's hella like drunk like he's hella buzzy still. And he's like, oh, I'm so oh hella hurt dog. <laughs> And then you got freaking Miguel going, nah, dog, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Oh, my God. And, uh, but the next day, the next morning, you know, we all got home safe, obviously. Because you drove. I drove. Um, the next day, me, um, uh, the Afghanistan calls me, and he goes, hey, dog, thank you for driving. You're yes. a good driver. Yes. Like he, and I'm like, fool, you didn't even open your eyes. Like, I know. I was thunderous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I was... I was I had confidence enough to keep my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. He's all, but I heard the whole thing. I'm like, oh my god, and that's uh, that's he, good. That's he put good it in his in his think tank. I, I, I yeah, I, I forgot. Oh, well, I was thinking about that story earlier this week, and then I remember when uh, Miguel brought it up earlier mm-hmm. today. So that was that was hilarious. But yeah, 20, 2012, that was a real thing. Yeah, what was that birria spot we went to? Let's give it a shout out oh, on the have on no the idea. fourth kind podcast birria spots. It's in Gilroy. It's like out in the boonies. You go out to Luchessa Street or something like that. I know how to get there. We need to get Miguel on here. Yeah, I know how to get there. But I cannot tell you what was the street names or anything. And then we went to Vertigo. Oh, yeah. We went to Vertigo Coffee Shop in in San Juan Bautista. Yes. They don't have half and half. They were out. Oh, they were out. They don't have... they, They didn't even have alternatives? No, they had like... Milk? Whole milk. Whole milk, 2%. Almond milk, soy milk. No, but, not that. No, they, they, they ran out. They were sending the homie to go pick some up at the stout. <laughs> yeah. And the, then we did the little tour of... Uh, San Juan Bautista. Yeah, San Juan Bautista. The, the whopping two or three streets of San Juan Bautista. The, that the place is haunted. Church, the one church and uh, what else is there? Like a restaurant and a house? There, yeah, there's a couple. Of, there's those jardines. And, and the jardin with the cactus? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. We we saw the Hardinas with we the did, We did. A lot of saloons, J- J- brothels. J- JJ's Burgers. So that's where that's a hidden gem for me. I love that place. Mm. 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 Never tried it. Um, I've been there once. And, yeah. Uh, there was a uh, I don't know what time of year it was, but there was uh, they did a dance, mm. Native American dance mm. out front. Mm-hmm. To like bless the place, which is very, which is very crazy that they were blessing the place, Native Americans. Even though a lot of these missions 
like killed. killed a bunch of Native yeah, Americans. Yeah, and they had them all buried like in unmarked graves. So that's uh, maybe it wasn't a blessing. Maybe it was like a cursing. I don't know. I don't maybe know. it was like, a curse and a blessing. Perhaps, or you know, forgiveness, forget forgiving them, them for that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's San Juan Bautista in today's adventure. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to try these Viria tacos because they're like all the rage in LA and uh, apparently in other places. Well, it's still kind of early. What are you going to do in the next 10 minutes? Oh, I don't know. Because there's, there's a Viria taco around the corner that I've been trying, I've been wanting to try. But we went to go have Borrego. Oh, yeah, we had Viria para de Borrego. Not Chiva, which I never knew it was. Or the beef one. Yeah, no. Uh, Miguel was very specific to bring the. No, dog. Is the is the birria? Oh no, birria. De, is the borrego? Is the borrego, dog? Did they give you like little cos- a cup of cosmetics? Oh yeah, yeah, they gave you the diabetes in the cup. Oh no, that's cholesterol in the cup. I'm sorry. It's cholesterol. Yeah, hell yeah, they give you this. Or a heart attack. Whichever comes first. Exactly. Isn't that stuff like really healthy? The the little stuff. The, the cosume, it is, but it's like super rich. Like you can't eat that shit every day. It's like mm. it's a hangover kind of thing because it's so rich. It's the fat and like the juices of meat. You know. It's You're just describing my penis right now, bro. Hey. Oh, bro, come on. The Corny, juices, Corny, the fat. Corny, you brought you brought some gifts. Tell us about these gifts. So. Several, almost a fucking decade at this point. Uh, when I was at San Jose State, I took uh, screen printing and I made a collection of screen prints. And uh, I took La uh, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I took his image, <laughs> his cholo image. Uh, we got Sus saying what's up with this. Uh, I guess we can call it the Africa smile. The Africa smile. And they got, there's a picture of me with uh, Ray-Bans uh, taking a drink at what was once La, La Cuatro. Mm-hmm. Actually, all these photos were taken at the Cuatro. Yeah, it's funny because I'm looking at the pictures and I can remember the original pictures. And I can even remember the situation in those <laughs> pictures. Which is the situation with uh, Patsinganistan? With the Patsinganistan, I believe... Um, they're all taken on the same day, actually. Really? No. Yeah. Yes. No, they're not. Do, I know for a fact his Suzes. No, different days. Okay. I can argue different days because I well, have you, this okay. guy was about to draw. Well, I know one of them. Alternative facts. One of them was from either my party or Jonathan's birthday party. That's that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yours is a night before we went to downtown. Yeah, it's a random night. Yeah, but it was early on. It most likely was on a Thursday. Yeah. Most likely. Or Wednesday. No, I think no. it was no, Thursday. 90% chance it was on okay, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesdays were dead nights, but Monday, Sunday... Oh, my God, no. I know exactly when this picture was taken. And I cannot say names, but this picture was taken. And on the same day, we recorded uh, a person talking about wanting to buy a gun. Oh. A Don't say no names. No I say have no that names. recording right now. It's the same day. I swear to God, it's, that's the same day. That has to be the oh, same no, day. No names. No, no names. names. But that's the same day. But you know what? We have that recording. We were not going to play that. No, 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 no,
affect any future guests okay, okay. or any future relations. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, we didn't plan. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think that was the, the, your picture's taken the same day. Nah, that was hella old, dude. And then on the other picture, I'm not, I'm not quite sure with Jaime. But uh, I, 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 but I remember him like that one. Was, was yeah, it was at the. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a blue shirt. Yeah. All right, well, just, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to the video, but after. And then I think the other one that, yeah, I remember that one. And then I think you also have video of, um, remember, I think it was your graduation or your party? We I don't know to, what happened um, to that one. The cake. Yeah, with the cake. And I brought uh, some girl I was dating at the time. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you know what she did to me, man? Don't, come on. Uh, you want to no, say No, 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 no. You want to say No, no, it's not even like. She, she licked your anus? No, 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 nothing like that. She tickled the No, no, nothing like No, it wasn't even sexual. You guys just turned into something sexual. All I was going to say, oh, that's my infamous 22nd or 23rd birthday party. Yeah, let's zoom in. And I was, I was drunk. Why? Anyways. No, she, um, we were cool. We went a couple of dates. But then she kind of like, uh, we stopped talking for a while. She started dating somebody, and then like, of course, I got ghosted. Mm. And then um, I got ghosted, and she started dating somebody. Come back, start dating again. You're in like a pendejo. Oh yeah, let's just start dating again. Let's do it again. And then uh, she ghosted me once again, but she ended up marrying this uh, this other person. So I, I was the rebound, mm. and uh, I, I'm okay with that because I was I was okay with that. Fuck so, yeah. it. Yeah, fuck it. All right, that's 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 too, that's too much. That yeah, was too not, much. Uh, Konyo, thank you for the for the gifts. You're welcome. They're early Christmas, uh, sort of going going away. Even though They're, I meant to uh, give them to you like ten years ago. Ten years ago, we're getting them now. Twenty twenty. What are the odds? Yeah. Hey, but the memories live on forever. So, so Konyo, uh, when when is your last day in uh, San Hezi? The last day will be December 19th is when we're driving away and not coming back, at least for a while. And then w- once you're out there, you, you're obviously going to be the caller, and then we're going to report on how Salem's doing, and uh, is it safe to move out there, what's going on? I will report back whatever interesting developments. If you see Bigfoot, let us know. Hell yeah. Hopefully I can find him. But, uh, yeah. We, I know. hear, uh, te va mejor if you do psychedelics in Oregon. Is that true? Well, they legalized it completely. The, now. Yeah, they, they legalized all drugs. They legalized mm. all drugs. So now you can just, like... The rumors are true. Yeah. If you get a hold of it and walk around with it, they're not going well, to... ain't much they can do now. Mm. And, uh, the thing also with it is that they... Instead of taking you to jail, is they, um... Like, they put you, like, in rehab centers and like that kind of stuff to kind of like mm. you know back to one of the spillers apparently allegedly so um i'm ready to lose weight so i'll probably go with you smoke a little crack a little meth over here oh you know <laughs> that's the lose, easiest way yeah i lose about safest too yeah I, I heard it's the healthiest way also lose <laughs> about maybe try some heroin heroin you know? if you say it like that it's not <laughs> Bad yeah. for you anymore. You know, go, you know, <laughs> get purposely, <laughs> get purposely uh, arrested. Mm-hmm. The state of, uh, of Oregon will pay for my, you know, to get clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll move back to California and talk about how my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ got me <laughs> through all that shit. 
That's horrible. That's his plan. That's that is secret, horrible. Wow. wow. We can't end, we can't end on that no. note. No, we can't. Uh, so you guys don't like my diet plan? No. That diet plan. <laughs> yeah, the oh, diet plan is okay. no good. All right. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, finish this off right here. Konyo, thanks for coming. Thank wow. you for being a part of this. And uh, we're going to miss you when you go away. So we want we want to make sure that we have you come over as often as you're able to. And then when you're out there, we want you to, you know, call in. Call around. You know, keep in touch. We'll merge calls, you know. <laughs> <laughs>